What was that? That was a little dance move for the people on YouTube. YouTube video, Sam's and Lefko, episode 155. 155. You know what I realized? How many Migos songs I actually know over the last week? You went back and listened. I did. Well, I've been listening to the radio more lately just because I've had a little free time yeah, off. Siri, yeah. And I've come up. Of course, I've been paying attention to it. I'm like, man, I like this song. What is it? Yes. So I'm definitely a little more aware. I'm just, yeah, Trip it's top. crazy. Splash. I just can't. Or uh, what's the new one? Taco? Walk, or uh, Walk it like a talk it? No, yeah, I don't know but what No, there's one new, a new hot one right now. Oh, stir fry. Uh, stir fry, man. Yes, yeah, stir fry is like a stir fry. Yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You're a real hip-hop head, Sims. <laughs> Speaking of hip-hop. Speaking. I have been teasing that we are going to have an NBA analyst for the Sims and Lefko podcast, and it's official that I announce it. Okay, but it's official? Uh, or just today was it official? We're going to bother him until it comes more. We had the one and only Dipset Cameron Dipset? in studio. We're going to try and make him our new NBA analyst at the end of today's pod. It's going to be a 30-minute interview with Cam. That's how long we went. And Sims right off the box, out of the back, was like, uh, did you smoke before you came up here? And he's like, I did. So just know that we have an awesome interview with Cam who smoked beforehand, and we had a great time. We did. He's the man. We vibed. Sims wants his wife to dance on stage with Cameron. We had all the yeah. good points. Yeah, my, well, my, my wife loves Dipset and Cameron. Loves Cameron. Like, hey, Ma. Oh, Hey, up? Ma is her song. When she heard he was coming on today, she was <laughs> Can so I come excited. To work? She really did. Uh, 55. Oh, and 55. hold on. Phil Sims is going to be on the pod, and oh. we're going to break down where we think free agent quarterbacks should go. We're going to hit news and notes, and we are going to have Sims's deep dive into the top five quarterbacks perceived Ooh. in the NFL draft. I don't know how he's ranking them. I'm going to do left go inventory and pick his brain before we get going. 55s. Let's get these out the way. Should you have read my notes first on that no. one? No. Okay. Uh, 55s. Of course, the great Derek Brooks, teammate of mine. Sure. Gary Reasons used to play with uh, my dad with the New York Giants. Famous hit of hitting uh, Humphrey on the goal line stand as earpiece falls out. Let's see, other 55s. Oh, Lance Briggs, Chicago Bears, one of the best 55s I ever played against for sure. Um, mm, After that, I haven't thought about it. We have a center in today's game, Jaronis Grasso. Oh, yeah. We have two big dudes, Danny Shelton and Steven Paella. Damn, yeah, they're both wearing 55. Some good linebackers. The crazy Vantes Perfect, mm. Ahmad Brooks, Bernardrick yeah. McKinney, D. Ford, Koamisi, Frank Clark, Jayon Brown, Jerry Hughes, and then some good pass rushers That's too. Chandler Jones, Terrell Suggs, Anthony Barr, Lorenzo Malden, Brandon Graham. All times, Otis Wilson from the 46 Bears defense awesome. doesn't get enough respect. Nope. Matt Millen, War 55. Right. Junior Seau. Joey Porter, Willie McGinnis, John Abraham, Jamie Damn. Sharper, and Eagles fans will know Stuart Bradley, who was supposed to That's be some good big names there. right there, though. Some I'm good ones. Say, I mean, Junior Seau, Willie McGinnis, uh, Otis Wilson, and then you Derek said Brooks. Derek Brooks and Terrell Suggs. That's a serious list. That is a serious list. Um, all right, so I have some news and nuggets. Ooh. And we're just going to kind of power through these. Uh, it's combine season. All the all the cool football guys cool. around Indy measuring hand size. Cool. Uh, I wrote something. You know for what the, they say about big hands, don't you? Uh, good grip and less fumbles in the pocket with a blindside rush. No, just big gloves. Big gloves. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget, I put out a link for the Sims and Lefko newsletter. Subscribe to that. I actually wrote about hand size. Yeah. Because uh, I'm fascinated by hand size. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. We like we like if if a guy comes in with a smaller hand, we legitimately question them as a man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're like this... you've been playing this long with those nine inch paws. <laughs> Hands are huge in any sport. 
Michael Jordan wouldn't have been Michael Jordan if he didn't have the hands he had. Aaron Steve Rogers, could have Brett won a dunk Favre, contest. whoever it may Yeah, exactly right. It's, it's a huge thing in sports and especially at the quarterback position. One guy that has huge hands, yeah. Russell Wilson, apparently also has a huge bat, doing so well with the Yankees Whoa. that Aaron Judge came out today and said, quote, he definitely have a shot. We talked before, could he possibly use baseball to negotiate with Seattle? Could you? No. Is this? Are he we, can't. Is but he, he's going to have fun with it. Right? And it's probably making Seattle a little nervous, which he probably likes to a degree, too. Do you have to, how good do you have to be for other teams to just let you come in? Now, granted, he was drafted and he's still a thing. Yeah. But how good do you have to be at your sport to, for other sports to mess around with you? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, baseball is unique in the fact that you can get drafted in high school or college or whatever it may be and have that background there. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Russell Wilson is definitely one of the best players in football. Yes. I could sit here and tell you, I could, I could argue that he was the best quarterback in football last year. You can make that argument and go, he was, there was nobody MVP better. Pick. Right. So uh, he is an elite superstar, and man, he just looks natural out there, too. Doesn't Even when he? He, was doing like, he was doing double play drills with Didi, I was like, damn, I mean, he looks like he's been practicing this stuff. He's a, just a legit athlete. Is there a small part of you that wants him to spurn the Seahawks and come to the Yankees? <sighs> Is there a small part of you? It is your Yankees. Well, it is. It is. You know I love my Yankees. No, we're okay with the Yankees right now. If you yeah, haven't you're seen our lineup, loaded. we're kind of loaded. You're right. If it was the Marlins, <laughs> you're like, they might need this guy. Yes, exactly. But we're good. Uh, but I do like the fact that I, I, I still am one that thinks Russell Wilson's last contract was disrespectful to a degree. For, what is it? Four years? $80 million? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just not a lot. Making Blake Portals money. Not a lot of commitment there, yeah. yes, for a guy that's played to the level he's played at. John Gruden taking the podium. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. he's Everything he says from here out is going to make waves because he's John Gruden. But right. he said that he wants to make Amari Cooper the focal point of the offense. He wants him to be the headliner. Yeah. It is a drastic difference to almost avoid talking about Amari Cooper last year and continuously saying, he'll be fine, he'll get it through this, to a guy that right away is going, you're the man. Here we were thinking about Gruden and Carr's relationship. Gruden hasn't had the best relationship with wide receivers in his career. Yeah, but he's had I'm just good thinking ones Keyshawn. too. Yeah, right. But I think for the most part, receivers like Gruden. Okay. I think if you went through it, because they know he is creative and he's going to be able to get them the ball. And That's who why you like that. Right. Like you, you heard Tim Brown, even though he wasn't crazy about the Tampa experiment yeah. in Oakland, he liked him. Jerry Rice before that. You know, you could Joey Galloway. I know has tremendous respect for Gruden. So I think the first thing I thought about right away is we're for, we're finding out that Amari Cooper was more beat up than we even knew last year. Right. Like we knew he was beat up, but it sounds like he was really beat up. Right. Okay. Uh I, I am one and I know you're the same way. I mean we saw him in person together in training camp and I've seen him a few other times. He's special. He, he has really like is. special quickness, special explosion. Uh the Raiders were not good last year. They didn't run the ball great. Derek Carr hurt his back. Amari Cooper certainly had drop problems that got into storm. his head. It was it was all a bunch of things that led to it. Gruden will get him going. You think so? Oh, you're I, confident. I'm very. You're borderline cocky. I am cocky. I'm Amari Cooper. If it, if as long as he stays healthy, he will be towards the top of the NFL and receiving in all categories this year. In Fantasy all. alert. He will. I'm not drafting him. He again. will be because the for one thing we did not see early on in Amari Cooper's career is they didn't do a lot around him. They it basically was, split him out. Put him on the wall on the right. wide. Say you're going to run the Z and either go and make get open. Right. Yeah. 
It wasn't a lot. Gruden's going to find ways to get him easy completions to go, oh, okay, I've caught two. You know, just like a basketball player. You see one go through the net, then you go, okay, I feel good. Well, he's going to get him easy completions early in the game, so he doesn't have to think about his his catching. But he's going to have lots of creative ways to do it. He's going to blow Amari Cooper hardcore in meetings. In front of the team, he will build his confidence like Amari Cooper's never had before. He's going to go, damn, this guy really – I mean – You see this shit? Yeah, he's going to show Jerry Rice. He's like, you're better than Jerry Rice. And he's yeah. going to say that in front of the team. And it's all just going to add to the Amari Cooper and what he can be. Mm. And I think it's going to be a special little marriage there. There was talk after the Super Bowl, Gronk could be done. Uh, uh. Apparently, according to Rappaport, Gronk is coming back and he's going to put acting and WWE on hold. Who thinks that Gronk is going to be a good actor? Can I can I ask this? It's uh, this weird thing with 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 <laughs> these guys that have catchphrases like Gronk, Spike, and we're like, he's made for TV. Uh, he's a character. He's good. WWE. You think guys with bad backs go and do wrestling? Well, I don't know, but I would argue. I would throw the red challenge flag at you and go, did anybody think The Rock was going to be like a? Yes, you knew he was going to be a good actor. Really? When did, he was I, saying, I didn't know who Dwayne Johnson was before he but was. But when the he Rock. was saying The Rock's cooking for you, yes. He was incredible. I can't believe you're down in the rock. Well, you think Gronk's going to get up there and just be like, let me tell you something, partner. No, Gronk goes up there and he's just like, I'm going to slam things. Like, I think, no, I think he could be more than you think. You think he could be a good actor? I think he could. I think that Belichick you think smushes he, his personality. You think he could be like a rock? Is that what you're saying? Well, you rock's think special, uh, but I'm just rock saying it's not, out of, it's not out of question. You, that think Gronk, be. you think Gronk is going to remember lines and deliver them in movies? I think he's How be- dare you question somebody like this in, in his mental acuity and he knows the New England Patriots offense like the back of his fucking so hand what? and now you don't think he can remember like it's not, what's the rock been cooking for it's you? It's not about remembering the line. It's like delivering the line and playing a role. Well, it might need Heat, some help. You remember in Something About Mary yeah. when Brett Favre comes in at the end? Yeah. That's what Gronk is as an actor. <laughs> and I feel like it's it's these guys, they do, one movie, they do <laughs> one movie and they're like, I get a trailer. I could live this life. Yeah, but you're not an actor. No, I don't know. I don't know. But Gronk's coming back and I'm happy. I am too. Uh, I'm also happy because now, see you later, Papa John's, Pizza Hut is the new official sponsor. Good. Good to hear it. NFL. Good to hear you it. You know I love Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut is my Oreos. Like you've always wanted to be sponsored by Oreos. Right. I now am admitting that I would like to be sponsored by Pizza Hut. You looked at my gut when I said that. <laughs> You, you, I lifted my shirt up a little bit, and he looked right well, at your, my Well, your shirt's questionable anyways. Can you, two hands above the, raise both hands up. Oh, see, it's questionable. Go to that again. Do that one more time. Oh, see, they can't see your belly on there. That's I, questionably no. low. It's a little low, the shirt, okay? Well, oh, this one? Yeah, well, when you raise your hands and we have to see your, like, look? hair and chubbiness. Your chubbiness. There's a little, like, there's a hair football no, 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 roll I'll, there. I'll be honest. When I'm, when I'm like, working out, the guy's like, all right, we're going to work on abs. I'm like, thank God. You got me doing squats. I don't need more ass. I need less gut. Uh, uh, Pat, what, okay, so a lot, of, a lot of people are Blustered. turning on us because they're saying that we're, you know, we're focusing too much on Bortles and all that stuff. Oh, okay. I think they're turning too, on us? No, some people are okay. saying that we're being too hard on them. Okay. I don't okay. care. All right. I look at two teams that currently look like they're entering next season with the same quarterback, and it upsets me. One is Bortles that we've done plenty of stuff on. Mm-hmm. Pat Shermer is coming out saying that Eli Manning has quality years left. Excuse me, multiple quality years left. Yeah, We've been talking about Eli a little bit today. Right. Neither of us have thought he's had years left two years ago. Right. 
The Giants are really going to go with Eli, aren't they? It seems like it. I mean, this is my problem. With the with, second pick in the draft. This is my problem in the NFL. It's just that quarterbacks have become bigger than the organization and the teams themselves. I mean, yeah, I mean... You know, I, I don't even know where to begin with that conversation. I mean, I, I saw an ex-personnel guy for the Giants kind of say, like, yeah, it's a tough situation to deal with. He cried at his locker, and the whole organization buckled and was like, we got to throw him back in there next week. We gotta, it was like know. breaking out with someone. They start crying. You go, oh, no, uh, let, me, let me fix let me, this. Uh, it let wasn't, me do it's something. not you. It's me. Yeah, and then they got cold feet. No, you were there to break up for a reason. Yes. I said this when it happened. So, they ruined their opportunity. Mm-hmm. You could have put all of this on Ben McAdoo. But now it's back on you. Yeah. And now it's going to be even harder because you're not going to do this on Shermer. <sighs> I would. I, they're, they're, it's a unique could situation. Could he bounce back? Could, I, he, I mean, could he pull a Brady can he have and a, change no, his motion? No, he's okay. certainly not capable of that. No, he's not capable of being that. He's not going to be able to change his motion in that way or do anything like that. And Brady's motion was never that far off to where I was ever going, oh, he's going to lose tremendous power. He just tweaked it a little bit to improve it to where he's become special that yeah. way to throw the ball down the field. Eli, yeah, I think, you know, the physical skills are, they've diminished in a lot of ways. And, you know, again, can he have a better year than he had last year? Certainly, because Shermer's offense is going to do more than offense Ben McAdoo's. Offense will be better. The wide receivers won't be injured. Right. The offensive line, you got to think, is going to be healthier than it's been the right. last year. Right, and I would think they make some improvements along there as well. Uh, you it, would think. Yes, you would think. Now, do they take the approach of we get a quarterback at number two and we let him sit behind Eli? For a year or two? You think so? Or do they try to... Because they've been saying best player available. Or do they try to... Yeah, do they try to go Barkley or do they try to trade down and get some more picks and then do something... I I will say this. I will say this. Right. If the Giants draft Saquon Barkley and their offense is Odell and Saquon Barkley, if they get a young quarterback to make that some form of trio... That is insane. Well, that's the one what a thing. good OC could do with those weapons. Yeah, like Odell is already like playing eleven on ten, right? Because he's going to take two, right? Saquon looks like he's going to be one of those guys too. No doubt, he's going to so be. So I understand. I understand the draw there. I, I get that too. Totally. But running backs, you know, you can get them on the fourth round. That could end up being exactly Jordan. right. I mean, how many times have we had that conversation? No, you could no. argue the two best running backs in football last year were third and fourth round picks, and Kamara and 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 Hunt from yeah. Kansas City. I mean, yeah. you, you could make that, you know, along with. Le'Veon Bell. Um, well, we're going to get to the quarterbacks in a second because yeah, the, the question Eli I'm thing ask is, you is really are is any it, of them worth the second pick? Yeah, and that's what we're going to. Yeah, into. Eli's just—it's a, a crazy thing. I—I I, I don't know where what to say there. I had a thought I was going to say, and I totally blanked out on what Good. it was there. But regardless, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, that's what I want to say. That's the thing that drives me crazy about what's being set up in New York. The one thing every time I read the newspaper or listen to the radio, there it's always well. If you give Eli a really good offensive line <laughs> and give him good receivers and a great running back, they can be really good. And I want to be like, uh, but that doesn't exist, like except for every now and then. So you're, but so I want to be like, well, yes. Yeah, so so will the number two pick of the draft? If you do that for him, he'll be really good too with all those players around him. I right. just I don't understand that. I'm going to be interested to see what they do. Um, certain players yeah. get the benefit of the doubt when right. their teammates get injured, and certain people don't. Right. Eagles played the second half of the season with a backup left tackle. Yeah. 
but they were fine. Eli's play bothered me last year. I think that's what really drives me more crazy. He he played the politics of the position. He really didn't try to win games. He knew his stats. He was not going to make any tight throws to where we could blame a loss on him for interceptions. If the pocket got close, he was going to throw the ball away or go down. Yes. It, to me, in games, you could I, I could sit there and look and go, Man, I'm not sure if he's trying to win or just protect his legacy. That's right. That would be my issue. We have three retirees uh, today or the last few days. It looks like Zach Strife, or Streif of the Strief? Saints is going to retire. Huh. Uh, Matt Forte is going to be retiring. Right, good. Uh, and then Donnie Jones, the punter for the Eagles for 14 years. Long ball Donnie Jones, right. my guy. Riding off in the sunset like Jerome Bettis Oof. and John Elway. After, same sentence. Yeah, same. You know? Come on. Same, same guys. Uh, some big cuts. Streif, though, that's that's that'll change the things for their Olamedi, the other guy that's a free agent at, that was their fill-in O-lineman for them all year. I was going to say, so they do they move Pete now back to tackle? No, Pete will stay a guard. They got Ram checks at right tackle, right. so that's so fine. He's He'll be good. He's take Streif's spot, but what they did when they had other injuries is they brought in that, I always mess his name up, 65, Olamedi, Olamedi, whatever it may be, he would be their kind of other, he was their sixth lineman, and he's a free agent, and he's a starting offensive lineman, so So this can affect him. We have some big cuts. Bears will cut Mike Glennon. They're going to have to wait for the new year, but that was what we were expecting with that contract. Uh, Jonathan Stewart cut by the Panthers, and the Jets cut Muhammad Wilkerson. Mm. It's pretty crazy that two years ago it was Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and Leonard Williams, and we sat here and went, "This is incredible." And now it's just Leonard. Yeah, and that's it. And Leonard, Steve McClendon's getting old. Yeah, he's the most talented guy. McClendon's good. Yeah, he's he's definitely a starting interior D lineman. Yeah, Muhammad Wilkerson for the price he's being paid, he's being paid like he's Fletcher Cox uh, or a Kawan Short. Or, you know, and he's just not that kind of player that disrupts like that. He's still a really good player. I mean, he's a giant man, and he can make a mess of things in the middle, but he's not going to make a mess of things in the middle like a Snacks Harrison, right? It's a little different from that way where, like, Damon Snacks Harrison can take on double teams and you just can't move them. Wilkerson's good at that, but Wilkerson's career has really been a three technique, a five technique, and a three-four defense where he right. lines up, head up to an offensive tackle, locks his arms out, Sets and reads the, the play. Right, right. right. But it's man, he they were just so dominant. I know, I know, and it's, it's all gone. It's all gone. That's, that's why they're another interesting team, the Jets. I mean, what are they, what are they going to do here? And that's just why draft a quarterback, free agent quarterback. That's why when it talks about Kirk Cousins, I just don't see him going to the Jets because I don't think I think he wants to win, and I don't know if that's a team. But let's talk free agent quarterbacks. Yep. Let's call Phil Sims on the phone. We're gonna we're gonna keep this tight. There are some iTunes comments that Adam, you need to stop interrupting Phil. This is this is our favorite part of the show, <laughs> and I get it, but. Man, when Phil goes, no, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. He was like that at dinner on Friday night too, huh? He's like that always. If he had gone a few days where he hasn't been able to talk, it just it'll never stop. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's unreal. unreal. He sounded like Stu Gatz there. It's unreal. Yeah, you know what? I actually just said I was like that did sound like Stu Gatz. <laughs> got- anybody calling him back there? I don't know. Oh, they're All calling right, him right there now. You go. Yeah, I can't wait to get in these draft guys, dude. What, what, I think it's the most interesting. It's really going to be interesting. All right, but we're not talking about that no, with your dad. No, we, he knows that. Okay. We talked about that a little. Shh, 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 shh. Sims here. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, oh, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> what What's up? up, Phil? All right, what are you knuckleheads up to today? We want to talk free agent quarterbacks with big free fucker Phil Sims. Free agent quarterbacks. Oh, come on. I mean, everybody talks. I, I watched four 
five sports shows this morning. They were telling me about all the quarterbacks. I just wrote it all down. And when I got done, you know how much I had written on my paper? Nothing. Nothing. That's what was right. What was the dumbest thing you heard? Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't even know. It was. I can't even think about it. it playing it safe, Phil. Playing it safe. All right, well, I mean, no, we no, don't. No, no. If I heard something really dumb, yeah, I just can't. You know, I was listening on. Oh my God! I, you know what? I, I, I have a hard time. I would tell you, except that I listen and just go, "Oh, that's so stupid. I can't listen." Yeah. All right. So, so you know, then I turn the station over. Then I go, "Oh hell, that's even worse." <laughs> it's just—I mean, does anybody look, or we just read the paper? That's it. And I saw them for thirty seconds on right. TV, right? And I know everything. I that's, mean, that's it. What drives me that, crazy. That's all it is. I think if yeah. we were to have, and if I said five years ago this guy's wasn't going to be any good, and he's good now, it could be great. But I'm not going to admit I was wrong. Oh no, don't admit you're ever wrong. No, it's funny. R- Richard Sherman came out today and tweeted. I think it's crazy that all these draft experts come out here and no one checks to see. I wish someone would check their work five right. years later and right. see if any of them are actually doing well. Yeah. That and weathermen. You can be wrong and no one really cares. Well, yes, you're right. He's got a great point. We never check. I've heard guys make many statements. I'm not going to call them out here right now. Do it. They were so sure and by God, they staked their career on it and they're still on TV. Oh, you're talking uh, so. about you're talking about Mel Mel Kiper and the Jimmy Clausen saying that he'd give up if he wasn't if he would he would quit if he wasn't a success and he's not in the no, NFL. I don't know if that was it. Oh, that's the one I. But there's been well, many of them. One time I talked about Jamarcus Russell off the record to my boy Boomer Esiason, and of course you know he went right on to, he went right <laughs> on TV. Well, Phil, you this is what you think about Jamarcus? You know, I was like, oh, thanks, Boomer. I really I appreciate I'll that. I'll tell you in secret. That's off the awesome. record. Yeah, you can't tell Boomer. All right, well, so no, when you tell anybody something off the record, that means it's only off the record for a day or so. But oh. sooner or later, it's going to come out. Right. The, I read quotes in the paper that are written by me from years ago. They were off the record, but now they're on the record. So I guess interesting. They've yeah, outlasted time. You know, the, hey, listen, Adam. I don't have many great features, but one thing I do have is a memory, mm. and it's very good. And people say, you said this. And I go, no, you're wrong. I said this. Go back and check it. Well, okay, you could be right then. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. There are no maybes. <laughs> the Sims family has great memories, and you're you're all really good at keeping secrets. At least Chris and Phil are. I feel like you guys are really good at keeping secrets. Oh, yeah, great. I don't know about Matt and Deidre. I don't know how, how, how it goes with them. Yeah, they're pretty good, too. Yeah? Yeah, they are. Very good. Oh, Let's yeah, try. Matt. Matt's a star. Well, Matt wouldn't, he wouldn't tell you nothing. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Hell, he doesn't even talk to us. How could he tell us? <laughs> exactly right. We're lucky if he just talks, right? Uh, uh, all right, so let's play. Something, if you said something, Adam, in front of my daughter that was even, even if it wasn't derogatory towards any of us, if she took it the wrong way, she'd beat you up. Uh, oh, she, gotcha. She wouldn't tell on me. She just kicked my ass. Oh, she was, I'm, I'm, that is, I'm telling you. You she, can't talk crap about Big strong. Phil. To, I'm telling you, that's, to, my, that's my daughter. Yes, she is. Uh, so, Phil, let's start off with the blue chipper of free agency. Let's play Phil in the blank. I just made that up. I'm oh, going to give you a quarterback, good. and you're going to fill in the blank where well, where blank he's going to play. Usually it's blank. You know, I just leave it that way because, I, you know, what, what, what's the question here? Kirk Cousins will sign with The Minnesota blank. Vikings. Ooh. You're going to go Minnesota, huh? Yeah, that's where I think he's going to go. Yes. Yes. I just, okay. I, no inside. You know, I – yeah, you don't know, listen. 
all this draft stuff and, and Richard Sherman, it, it's great. I'm going to watch everybody. I was talking to Christopher earlier. We were talking about all the quarterbacks and all this. But I'm basically going to keep most of it to myself until the very end. Ooh. You're you know, not doing really a mock draft 2.0, 3.0? shows and tell everybody. And, I, you know, I'll let, I'll let them slot them as they're doing already. And then I'm listening. Ooh. And then we'll have a nice little discussion when it's over. I I'll like it. gets close to the draft. Because once it gets close to the draft, I'm going to do some shows and things like that. And, uh... Let it go. I like that the Sims guys have realized that they have actual information and that they help out a lot more people than themselves by doing it early. So fuck them, save it, and let's do it. I've had so many TV TV and NFL people text me about what I think of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Fuck them. Exactly. That's what I trust me. That's what I do. That's basically. what we're doing on the show. Right. All right, right. Sim. Yeah, uh, you know, I really even even I just had somebody today call and ask. I said, oh, I haven't looked at anybody yet, and I hated to lie to him like that. But you know what? I did. That's yeah. awesome. And, uh, just it's just better to keep it. And you know what? I I do this when especially quarterbacks. I'll answer your question in a second, Adam. But with quarterbacks, you got to go in looking at them this way. You got to hate them, and just I hate them all. And then I'm going to watch the film, and who's going to make me like them? Right, right. You know, it's a good way, right. There, Takes the right, bias out of it. I've been saying this guy's good. Then you're going to find a way to look and find plays. Oh, that's, that's why he's great. That's why yeah, I love him. Right. You know, so, and, and, and the other thing, and I've said this to you before, but I'll say it again. I never look at the score of the game when they're playing. I don't know their stats. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I had somebody argue with me. Well, in the big moment, um, shoot, I'm trying to think who we're talking about. Um, oh, come on. The Oklahoma quarterback. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, thank you. Man, I got so much going. You know, he didn't come through in the last drive or two of the game. And I go, well, I don't care. That means nothing to me. You know, we all, all quarterbacks, and many, many, many times don't come through in the last drive. Right. You're going to fail more than you have success. So, you know, you know. Again, I don't look at the score. I don't care about the stats. I'm going to watch them grade or see who they are and then and then go from there. That seems to work best for me. You have uh, Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota, so yes. K- Case Keenum will sign with Yeah, where blank. do you think there it goes? Wow. I know. It's wow. tough. It really is tough. And, and, and I really, it, when Case Keenum was having the year he was having, I did not think there would be a big market for him in free agency. Uh, I can't even tell you who, where he would go. I can't even pick a team. He's going to go somewhere where they're going to pay him a little money. Maybe it's in Minnesota, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be the bridge quarterback is what I would guess for somebody. Well, do they – yeah. I, he, he has Kirk Cousins going there, though, so he's on a bridge. Well, he, he, they could keep him in Minnesota for if he's willing to sign a contract that's not worth much money. You know, they'll give him somewhat. I don't see that. If they sign Kirk Cousins, yeah, they're not going to have that. The backup in Minnesota. No, there's no way. I think the Keenum thing that's interesting to me was just some of the teams you could throw around. Of course, you could throw Cleveland around if they wanted to do that, right? Sure. The Cardinals are in the conversation. Robert, the Cardinals are the ones that come to mind because I would be very surprised if they don't make a play somewhere to go get a quarterback this year in the draft. And Case Keenum is everything that. It, you know, I, I with the know Buffalo the Bills, is. you know, uh, the, the uh, Bills, Denver Bills is Brian. Yeah, Bills are one of the Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator of the Cardinals is Mike McCoy, dad. 
Mike McCoy of the Cardinals. Right. There you go. Well, right. in Case Keenum could fit. You know, Mike McCoy, he's taught it all. Yes, so he has. He, he could fix it, you know, do whatever. So that would be um, that would be probably a fit. And then it would, it'll be interesting to see who they view as the guy that they'll probably draft or will draft and get a quarterback. And like I said, he'll be the bridge guy. It's a, it's a tough position. That's why it's what Mike Glennon was last year. Right. He got paid a lot of money to be that starting quarterback for one year, and that's what it was. It was a one-year contract, and um, it didn't go great. Um, but, you know, when you draft a quarterback high, how long do you think you're going to be that starting quarterback? If you play great, you might get a second year. Right. That would be it. Yep. So, Chris, how do you see the rest of the quarterbacks go? Which teams do you see for all well, of them? Well, I, I mean, I think the big one, like, would be, you got A.J. McCarron, right? That's another big name out there. You I think well, Denver. A.J. McCarron, let, let's just talk yeah. about him for a second. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Do you take him to Cleveland? Is it now, is uh, Hugh Jackson, is Todd Haley, is he him. Todd Haley's kind of guy? You know, there is there are some similarities between size and maybe mobility with Ben Roethlisberger, maybe a little bit. Right. But is he the thrower that Ben Roethlisberger is? No. Let me think. Um, um, no. I just can't imagine Cleveland wanting to go the A.J. McCarron route. I just I, I find that hard to believe. The one that makes sense to me with A.J. McCarron is the Denver Broncos because I do that, think – That is where I think he'll end up. Right. The they still Broncos. have Paxton Lynch. There's still a little hope for him there. And and they can literally legitimately let them have a quarterback competition right. uh, for the starting job. I mean, Paxton Lynch is a first-round pick, so I know the Broncos aren't just going to want to do it away with him after three years. And Elway came out and said he's not ready to rebuild yet, which means I don't think they're going to go super young quarterback. Exactly yet. right. Exactly well, right. Well, that's interesting. And, you know, you're right. Paxton Lynch, I thought he played his best game as a pro the last game of the year last year. He did play well. Kansas City. He, he looked better. You know, he's been out there. He's kind of learned how to play. He was healthy. You know, he got hurt, all that stuff. So you're right. They're not going to give up on him. But A.J. McCarron would make sense out there. That's where I thought he would originally gone, uh, uh, go to. And I don't think Kirk Cousins will go to Denver. I, I think Minnesota, he's looking at, you know, I, I thought there was really three teams at the start. Minnesota, like we talked about. Minnesota, right. the New York Jets, and Jacksonville. Right. It looks like he's not going to Jacksonville. So, uh, the Jets, that'll be interesting to see. I think the, the Jets money. are going to, yeah, that's what I think. The Jets are going to just try to outbid everybody. That's what I think. Phil, what did you think of the Jaguars extending Bortles? Um, it, it, you know, I didn't look at the numbers or whatever, but look, Adam, they went to the AFC championship game. The game is there. They're yeah. leading the game and all that. You 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. You just don't you just don't throw him to the side and say we're going to go with somebody else. I, right. I just think so. He he played. Hey, look, it worked out well for him, and everybody complains. Well, okay, they had the before they had they have certain situations. They didn't throw the ball, but look, that's how they played the whole year long. So right. All of a sudden, it's the playoff game. They couldn't change. Right. And um, you know he he did have spurts where I thought I saw him throw the ball as well as he has thrown it as a pro this year. Yeah. But also. You know, he had spurts where he threw it as bad as he's thrown it too. So, um, it'll be. I, I, no, that's so it, it didn't. Yeah, it's I not shocking. I, I wasn't shocked. Let's this day and age, right? Right. We we weren't shocked. No, there's no uh, way. This day and age. Well, yeah, I don't. I think we're me and you are shocked more that the second year they're not going to be able to get out of it. It's a right. two-year, thirty-six million dollar deal, basically. This is the other. This is the other thing, Dad. I'm going to throw this out there to you, and I know we haven't talked to this, and then we're going to hang up on you, and we've had enough of you. Is. Uh, <laughs> How do you think I feel, son? I, I'm, you're, okay. You feel good. Um, <laughs> Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor. This is where it can get interesting to me. 
Where does Tyrod Taylor end up? Because they're going to release him if they, they don't get a trade. Today they have no expectations of releasing him, but I don't think. Well, that's they true. owe him sixteen million dollars, eight right. almost eighteen million on the start of the new league year. If he's on the roster, I have a hard time believing that's what they're going to do. To me, where it gets interesting, Dad, I'm just going to throw this out there: is if he gets released. Does a Jacksonville make a play for a Tyrod Taylor to be the backup quarterback? Because Blake Bortles is only counting for $10 million against the cap this year. So you can afford to bring a 8 or $10 million backup in and have him be the guy. I just would like to hear your thoughts on that, Dad. I think that would be right on the mark. I could definitely see that. And, you know, I don't know if I heard it or whatever. They were talking about Teddy Bridgewater down in Jacksonville, too. I heard somebody, yeah, I no, that? it is. Yeah, that's been a rumor, certainly. Yeah, so I heard that from somebody. I don't even know. Yeah. But, you know, even Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's he's a step above uh, Teddy Bridgewater in my eyes. Right. You know, just more, he's more athletic. He has a better arm. Uh, hasn't been hurt. Right. And, you, you know, you're talking about playing the style of football where yeah, he the fit. are the same. Right. Mm. Very careful. Right. You know, in my eyes, too careful, but that's how they play, and that's why they keep their jobs. And, you know, that way works for a lot of quarterbacks. And, you know, it, it, Marcus Peters, I thought, uh, said some interesting things that, you know, Alex Smith probably doesn't get the credit he deserved in Kansas City, but he had a style of play. And right. that style has kept him in the league, and everybody talks about Alex Smith. What's the first thing out of the mouth when they're an Alex Smith fan? He wins. He's a winner. No, no. You know he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, right. Or that that would have been the second thing out of their mouth, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just don't forget he's on a really good team. You know, right. I know. Yeah. He was only on the two. Right. Lawrence Taylor on our defense was great. So I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know. People forget that that 49er team he was on at the end of his career was the best team in football uh, and physically. All right, last one because Lefko's getting mad at me. He I'm wants to talk. Mad. Uh, we haven't talked. We didn't talk. Let him talk, then, son. Let him talk. Nah, no, screw him. He's always nice. talking. What about Sam Bradford? What do you think is going to end up with him? That's the, that's the last oh, one. Oh, man. I know. Somebody's going to get gold as a backup quarterback. Right. You know, of course, that's, again, is he going to be healthy? I'm sure. Well, yeah, he's got to be healthy. He was at the end of the year. The yeah, he's the backup active. in the playoffs. Right. So, I, I haven't even thought about where he will end up. But he's going to end up somewhere, and he's going to – he is – going to be an unbelievable backup. I'm going to say he ends up in Buffalo if Tyrod Taylor leaves him because of Brian Dayball's there now, Dad. He left the the Alabama and now he's the OC. Right, yeah, I know Brian very right, well. Right, right. I he's remember fr- his days in Kansas City. Right. I like what he did out there with the Chiefs. Exactly. He's from the New England school of thought. I also think about this. Josh McDaniels coached Sam Bradford when they were down with the Rams and I know he liked him. Oh, there you go. There's a great connection. Yeah. And there's one thing we know. Sam Bradford has a little Joe Ferguson in him. If you remember Joe Ferguson, yeah. it didn't. It's like Ron Earhart was the coach of the New England Patriots. I'm not going to tell you who his quarterback was, but Ron Earhart was my offensive coordinator for many years for the New York Giants. Right. They're up in Buffalo. He says the wind is blowing 40 miles an hour. You can't even stand up. He goes, we can't even warm up. We can't even throw fades to warm up or move because we can't get the ball to anybody. Now look down the other end, and there's Joe Ferguson from Arkansas just ripping the ball one spiral after another and you know i said well what happened in the game he goes well of course we lost (laughs) because our guys couldn't throw and he could and why i tell that story that's sam bradford right when he throws the football there's not a perfect spiral you go what did he break his arm yeah right i mean it's he is really just a, a tremendous thrower of the ball so 
that would make great sense because he can handle the wind and the weather in Buffalo. Big hands, yep. long arms, Big hand. compact motion. He's got everything you'd want to be the quarterback or a thrower, I should say, up in Buffalo. All right, we're done with you. You're all the, you hear that? All the millennials are looking up who the hell Joe For- Ferguson is right now. Yeah, that's right. They, they tell them to look it up. Look it up. That's right. He can throw that ball, I'll tell you that. All right, hey, Dad. Last we... little nugget. Yeah. So my Steve Walters, my sophomore offensive coordinator <laughs> at Moorhead State. Yeah. And he talked, now, Phil, you know, he talked like that. And he's from Arkansas. And he, he goes, I went to Arkansas to be a quarterback. And I go out there and warm up. And I go, who is this guy? And it was Joe Ferguson. He says, I think I'll go play safety. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how he was really a terrific throw of the ball. So, I'll leave you with that. Love All right. you, big fella. See you, big All fucker. Right. Adam, great talking to you, man. You too, pal. <laughs> All right, bud. See you. See you, Dad. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I love that you brought up Joe Ferguson. I want to be like, Dad, I'm the only one listening to you that knows who that is yeah, right I, now. I don't know who that is. Gosh, Joe Ferguson. He was, yeah, he was a quarterback in the 70s. Are you ready to dive into your five quarterbacks? Woo, five quarterbacks in no specific order. This is not the order we're going to do it. Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, <sighs> Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Those do you want me to five. give my ranking as of right now how I would rank them? My question it's is... It's going to be my first year ever that I'm not going to say it's set in stone right away after thoroughly watching them. So you usually can watch a few games and go, I know Carson Wentz is one, I know Goff is two. Right. I know that you know Bortles is going to be four and Derek Carr is one and right. Teddy is going to exactly. be three. Right. But this time, it's that close. Yeah, let me get an overview. Are any of these quarterbacks as good as Carson Wentz coming out of college? Do any of them give you that? Or Patrick Mahomes? Both of those guys, you went, he could be a star. Do any of them give you that vibe? They they give me the vibe that they can be the star. But unlike those guys, I didn't have any really questions about them. I had no, like, glaring question there. I went, hmm. That like Deshaun one, Watson, you saw a lot of potential, but you went, he didn't run a complex offense, and I never saw him bring out the 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Right, right. He answered them, but there were no there were no questions about Carson or Patrick Mahomes. You have questions about all of these guys. I do. There's there's one glaring question with every one of them, I think. Ooh. Yeah, every one of them has a glaring question, except for maybe one of the group. Okay. Right. Uh, let's start here. Right. Let's start off with the guy. The that, guy. Let's start off with who is number five. Who is not who? Who came in last out of these five? Let's okay. start there. Okay, it, and this is tough because I, I will so say this: Allen, Darnold, Jackson, Mayfield, Rose. Right. I'm going to say this too, and to to preclude like th- they're close. I think you can make an argument for different guys being one or two. Yeah. I really do think it's this year. Like last year when people said Deshaun Kaiser was number one. Like I'm not going to name the people Mike who were Mayock. saying that. Right. Them. There was even a few others. I was like, damn, you're so wrong. It's not even funny. Like I, I don't even know it. You know what? We should do what Richard Sherman's asking. So we, we, we should could. collect who. I'm going to do that from now on. Um. Um, moving forward. Yeah, moving forward. I do think a lot of who gets picked and where gets picked is going to be who's the team that's picking, what kind of offensive coordinator do they have. Oh, wow. It's going to be a little bit more different than years past where you just go, oh, I need a quarterback. Right, exactly right. So, starting with number five. Number five. Number five. And you've watched three games of every team? I've every watched, guy. Thir- yes, three full games on every every one of them and clips of even third down passing and things like that of every You're one of them. sick fucking So, yeah, it. I went after it for about seven hours yesterday and I got a good two hours in today, too. Number Just, five. Number five. I'm going to go Josh Rosen at number five. Wow. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah. I am shocked. Going to go, not to say I don't like him, 
Okay, so first of all, he's a first round quarterback, so hands you, down. You believe so? You believe that all five of these are first round quarterbacks? Yes, yes. Um, I am shocked. Undoubtedly, yes, they are all five first round quarterbacks. They are for sure. Okay, okay. So can I pick your brain? Yes. All right, I'm going to do it like this. Start. What were the things about Josh Rosen? What did you go in thinking he was going to be like, right. and then what was the reality? I, I went in thinking he was going to be a. Just a real refined pocket passer. And the reality was, is I was right, but he's even better than I thought from that standpoint. And he's five. He's five. He is the most polished pocket passer of the group. Like, if you said, okay, I got to pick one of these guys, Brady's out. He can't play 2018. And I you need, need a guy one right of these now. guys right now, and he can play in a mature offense with players around him. Rosen's the guy. Rosen's can be surgical. Like, if you put Rosen on the Saints, I'd go, oh, he could run that offense and be surgical like a Drew Brees. If you're open, if there's a place to throw it, he's going to hit the target, and he has a stronger arm than people give him credit for, and then I even gave him credit for it. It's a very effortless, really almost perfect throwing motion. Yeah. He can really throw the ball. He can make all throws. He is the best at just playing the position from the pocket. Anticipation, seeing the field, different types of throws. So touch. then how is he number five? Well, the number... The, the, so here's... Don't get upset at me. I, I'm, no, no. I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> so so the, the, the biggest thing, the issue with him is... Is okay. Yes, it's not the strongest arm of the group. Certainly yeah, what's not. What's your Josh Rosen question? My Josh is the athleticism in the 2018 NFL. It's it's concerning to me. It definitely is. I, my notes I wrote down. What is he? I wrote he's a better throwing Eli Manning. I wrote he's a maybe a hair more athletic Mike Glennon. That's what the type of player he is, okay. right? So along those lines, and um, so a little bit of a wooden Indian. As a you little call him. bit, exactly right. It would just scare me, and it's part of the reasons he's been injured because he can't even get out of harm's way at times too. So that that is scary. This day and age in the NFL, where if it's third and five, you need a guy to be able to run or get out of danger's way and create plays a little bit because of the pass rushers and linebackers that we have in this league right now. So that is my big concern with him. But still, at the end of the day, there was a lot to be impressed with. I'll let you read my notes after this so you can go on to it yeah. maybe in an, uh, uh, another you know episode. What? I'm going to post these in the newsletter. Okay. So subscribe, and um, his raw notes will be there for each quarterback. But yeah, I mean, I wrote comments like, okay, sure, I, I have wrote a bottom line for him if you just want to hear my bottom yeah, line synopsis. The bottom line. Bottom line is Rosen is gifted uh, is a gifted pocket passer only. He could be awesome with a system and players around him, but his physical gifts are not going to allow him to carry a team if there's injuries at wide receiver and O-line. He's a precision passer with a stronger arm than he gets credit for. Personality and lack of top-end athleticism are going to scare teams. And I wrote just the end, I go, if he were on the Rams, he would be better than Jared Goff. He would have been had better stats, he would have because he's just a better thrower. Right. But if you put him on the Seahawks or the Packers, I would say he'd be worse than Jared Goff because gotcha. Jared Goff can move and maybe make a few plays with the power of his arm and running a little bit to where he's not going to be able to overcome some of those things. Of the five, yes. where does Josh Rosen rank in arm strength? <sighs> Out of the five, <sighs> either fourth or fifth. Where is he in terms of accuracy? He's the top. He's the number one guy. He's the number. He's the best passer of the group. You know, you know my thing with throwing and passing. Yeah, he's the best passer. Just as far as he's 
going to be accurate every time. He's going to throw the ball on time. Right. He can throw the ball with anticipation when needed to. And he can put the pedal on the metal, too. So you like him. I like him. I you do. Just, athleticism is your big question. It's a question this day and age in the NFL. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, now, your number four quarterback, mm-hmm. Josh Rosen. I thought Josh Rosen was going to be two or three for you. Yeah. Who is number four? My number four quarterback is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. He would be my number four. four. As of right now, February, what is it, 27th or 28th? 28th. Yes. Um, He would be my number four. And I'm going to, this is the first time. I'm surprised that you have Darnold ahead of Rosen. (sighs) That was really close. And I'm not so sure he might not be by the end of the day. I really, the only reason I'm giving Darnold the. The advance here is just because of the athleticism. Yeah, let me, hear, let me hear the positives about Sam Darnold. Well, what did you like? He throws the ball better than I even thought, even though I do not like his motion. But he doesn't lose control of the ball much. He really doesn't. And he throws spirals, and he does have a strong arm as well. And his ability to make plays when chaos is happening and throw the ball on the run is very good. I mean, it's phenomenal. It really is. It's amazing. But... Um, my issues after that would be it's a free-willing offense. He's dangerous. He's sloppy. He sees the field the worst out of all of them. Really? Yes. Worst vision. Worst, worst vision, yes. Gets a lot of easy completions, makes some impressive throws. Don't get to see as many pro-style throws as the other quarterbacks. Like, don't, can barely tell you how many times I saw a comeback or a deep out thrown. Like a real strong 15-yard like, like out NFL route. Arm. Right, right. I want to see that. He, and I think he can do it. But I just didn't get to see it. And I have questions about his ability to consistently do that because of that motion. And I have questions also. it's so elongated. It's so elongated. The other thing, too, in the NFL, how many times have we watched like Aaron Rodgers or Brady in the pocket and they want to throw the first guy and they cock it back to throw it and they go, oh, he's, I don't like it. And then the second guy, they cock it, oh, I don't like it, and they go to the third guy. I question him being able to cock the ball like that with his motion, which he does, which also becomes a huge issue because it just dangles there. And that's why he Swat. led football in fumbles this year. He gotcha. led that's why I'm surprised you have him above. What was your big question, though, for Darnold? My big question is the motion, and can he consistently throw the ball with accuracy in the NFL? You know, he got to throw to a lot of open receivers at USC, certainly, and he's more times than not had the better team on the field. Um, but the arm strength is pretty legit. He can really throw it, and he does not lose control of the ball as much as I thought. He really does. He throws good spirals. Now, things that concern me, he throws a really old football. I saw it when I was in Notre Dame. What in does person. that mean? Well, it's like he's throwing a football that I think your dad threw in 1994. You're okay? talking about the actual football. The actual ball. That bothers me. When you throw How a, is he allowed to do that? Because uh, college, college doesn't have rules like that. So he's just like packing it in a backpack and exactly going to smell right. trusty football? Exactly right. Does the other team use that football too? No. No, so it's it's right. He gets to use a ball that it well, looks like it's ten years size, old. Size ends up being like a right. nine, and that could be an issue certainly. And I would think that's why he's not throwing at the combine because he's trying to work on his new throwing motion. If you've seen that, so you went and saw him and went, that ball looks old. I always look at stuff like I used to grab yeah, the opposing team's footballs to, and when they're because we'd have a ball boy of their team on our sideline, and I'd go, well, let me, I go, let me, let me see how they like. I their go, ball. Let me see how does Brett Favre like his ball, and they'd go, oh, what do you think? And I'd you know and. 
you know, God, let me see how what is what is the quarterback for the Raiders that one year we played the Raiders? It wasn't even up to the quarterback. It was on Al Davis, how he liked the footballs. That's wow. how they had to play. And the ball boy wore stick'em gloves to keep the ball sticky. It was hilarious. So you but saw so, yes. Sam Darnold's ball and went, Oh wow, this is question. Yeah, whenever you use that old of a ball, I question whether you you're you're yeah, that's you're the, questioning whether how good you can grip the ball. Because that's what they always say. Right. They want to rough up the balls from the Super Bowl because they're all shiny and slick. Right. And big hands can grip it. Smaller hands need to have tear it up to have, it, have an okay. issue. So, uh, I, again, uh, there's so much more I have written here, but uh, I think the other thing, too, his body, I don't like his body. You know you've heard me say that. I mean, yeah. when you're supposed to be the top 10 pick of the NFL draft or whatever it may be, his body doesn't look the part to me, and that bothers me to a degree. But his athleticism is real. Bottom line, kid is a player. As much as I don't like his body or his motion, he's a good athlete who makes a lot of big time throws and plays. From guy, uh, all right. So from guys I had watched to that point, he sees the field the worst from the pocket. Other thing I question in the NFL, when he's in the pocket and he has to recock it two or three times, can he still be a consistent and accurate thrower of the football? Fumbles will be an issue with this motion. Yeah. Um, so, so you're going to have him four and Rosen five in the Lefko rankings, which are yeah. based solely off of your analysis. Right. I'm going to flip those. Two. I'm not so sure if they're not either. I mean, I, I just listened to you and and Rosen. Your one knock is I don't know if Rosen can run at all. Right. But we we've said that about other quarterbacks. We have. We have. If it's, you're that, if you're the most accurate passer. <laughs> In the group. Yes, but when you can't run or move at all in college football, it's only going to get exemplified in the NFL. So that's what scares me, too, just from that. He just used exemplified. Exemplified. Magnified. Yeah, sorry. All right, no, but exemplified's good. I just, okay. uh, so you start whipping out words, and I don't know who you're talking to. Like you're cheating on me. <laughs> so you have Rosen but at five, Darnold at four. Very torn there. So they're very, tight. Very tight. So are there tiers? <laughs> Is that like, are those two in the same tier, and these next guys are in a different tier? Yeah, I put these guys in a, a tier above them. So you have Rosen and Darnold, the two guys before the season that were the locks. Right. They're four and five. Yeah. Now it's to the next tier. Gosh, I don't even know. I'm like literally sitting here going, who am I going to make three? That's how close this and is. And Chris Sims, number three, after watching three games of every quarterback, the top five quarterbacks perceived to be in the NFL draft, number three is. <sighs> I think I'm going to make number three Baker Mayfield. Wow. I think I think Connor nailed it. Then I yeah. think Connor predicted exactly what you were going to do. So Baker, Mayfield. So Baker, and I don't Man, know who's. And two. there's a lot to like. Let me just tell you. Let's start off. Let's start the positives of Baker. Gosh, your number damn. three QB. There is a the lot. The guy that you said during the year reminded you of Russell Wilson. Yes. You've been saying that since September. Yes. Now he's not as fast as Russell Wilson. That's okay. one thing I can take away from that. Um, like speed-wise, of course, he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson, and I think in the forty, I think Josh Allen will beat Baker Mayfield too. It'll be close. It's gonna be fun to watch. But it, but it, but it's still Mayfield is an elite thrower of the football. An elite, elite, elite. We're talking arm strength. We're talking, talking big time arm, big time accuracy, big time whatever you want. He's really? a natural born thrower of the football, as you know. I like that. Not phrase. a lot of guys on earth that can do it. He can just pick up a ball. I don't give a shit if it's round, square, rectangle. He's gonna be able to throw it. Man, I don't even know where to start. The kids. He's an incredible player. He's got a great knack. He's better in the pocket than I gave him credit for. Um, he really doesn't miss a throw, very rarely. Deep ball, short throw, over the middle, everything. He's going to hit it. 
Um, he, of course, moves well outside of the pocket, too. He's not as fast as I thought, like I said, but he's still fast, and he's still going to be able to scramble and make plays and Pick do up that. first downs. But he is great in the pocket and moving around like a Darnold when chaos is around them, uh, being able to still see downfield while they're dodging the defensive tackle. And I get that's, that's funny. Trying, that's, I'm already hearing people say Baker's going to have a hard time with vision in the well, pocket. Th- now, that would be, now, if we got into the negatives, that's going to be an issue. Well, keep with the positives. Okay, first. the positives, though, yeah, all of that are decision making. I thought was all top. Sounds notch. like you enjoyed watching the I, film. I did enjoy watching it. Now I think some of it's a little unrealistic. A little. I mean, it's Oklahoma. Now I, they did have the best players on the field in every game in the Big Twelve for sure. And right. the Big Twelve lends itself to a game that favors Baker Mayfield. It's wide open. The passing lanes open up. We've seen this we issue with Big Twelve quarterbacks before. Exactly right. So all that I go, damn, that concerns me. Yes, his size is concerning. It is. That would be the number one flaw. As much as I think. You know, there's a pretty good chance he'll overcome it. It still scares me a little because there's moments, and, you know, my dad mentioned uh, the Georgia game, like him not, oh, he didn't come through in the clutch. He came through in the clutch a little bit. Yeah, that was the game you said you really wanted to watch. But that, and that's the game I watched the closest, right? And I try to basically watch out of all three. I, I go to games, like, I look at the stats a little bit I before I watch the games and pick them out what I'm going to watch. Quality of the opponent, stats, and. Really, that's it. And then I'm just going to go for my games from there. So from Baker Mayfield, I picked Ohio State, Georgia, and TCU. Georgia game is a hair concerning. He got lucky to where he got Ohio State early in the year. But Georgia game showed me the issues that you would be concerned with. Because once Kirby Smart got a feel for that offense, and he took away the first option, and they basically stopped like, we're not just going to go balls out and rush him. We're going to kind of just try to collapse the pocket. Because that's the fear. He played small. And he wasn't – he's not – I don't know if he's going to be able to necessarily always sit in there against certain teams in the NFL and go, oh, the first guy's not there. Can I throw the deep in cut, which is my number two read, down the middle of the field? Is he going to be able to see it? Is he going to get it over them? He plays small from that perspective. But at the end of the day, he's a really, really awesome player. And you can make an argument he's number one. I can sit here right now. State game, I remember that was incredible. Incredible. Again, he gets a lot of easy completions. Right. Well, that's the problem with these offenses, especially like you just said, like Darnold and USC, Mayfield and and uh, Oklahoma, two good offensive coaches with a lot of weapons on the right. field yes. and good offensive lines. Yes. Like Oklahoma and USC have the linemen. Yes. Right. I know. And then Rosen, when you talk about him, like they have some weapons, but nothing great. Nothing like those guys have. But and they really run a pro offense. That's the other thing that'll be so a positive more comfortable. It really will be. Uh, what was your bottom line for Bottom line. Baker. You know what I realized? I don't think I have a bottom line for Lamar Jackson, but either way. Here we go. Here we go. Bottom line. Kid is a baller. Really gifted, big-time, natural thrower of the football, and is a big-time playmaker who sees the field really well, can make plays with his feet, running or throwing on the run. Big question. Size is a little worrisome. Georgia game shows that you all, that uh, what did I say? Also have to take into account of yeah. Georgia game shows that it, <clears throat> I, I can't remember what I wrote here. Georgia game shows that also and have I to take with. I, I guess I was starting to say you have to take that into account. The Georgia right. game, it's a little concerning there. Offense leads to good QB play, has NFL talent around him, and was clearly best team in the Big Twelve. Even though though, even with all that. A lot of really impressive throws. I'm just not 
I guess the last thing I wrote is realistic NFL ones were not as many as I would have expected. Gotcha. Right. So it sounds like you didn't see a ton of big-time pro throws from either four or three. Baker or uh, Darnold, you, you were left going, I see some, but I would like to see a lot more on a consistent basis. Right. Well, they were different in different ways, okay? So Mayfield, I saw the big-time throws. Like, he threw comebacks and deep posts. Oh, he had those routes. He threw them. But they were just open. Exactly. So it was different. I got to see him do it, but those routes in the NFL are like Tom Brady in Super Bowl 51 where we went back and watched the game. You go, damn, I didn't realize Brady threw so many 15-yard comebacks where like the DB was all All fucking over over the receiver and he hummed it in there on the outside shoulder of the receiver. Those are the things I miss. The shit that I like that we're doing right now is I think people that are listening can hear, oh, wow, so you have some guys that have the talent but weren't up against the right teams or weren't asked to do the same thing and then you have other guys like Rosen who were asked to do everything you want but there were some holes there and right. it's how do you know if a guy can do it just like Rosen can this is what GMs go through right your number two quarterback after watching three games is I'm gonna go Josh Allen oh my god yeah I know I, I was know. I'm not gonna lie I was doing. I took my headphones off. I was doing this entire segment, thinking in my head, "You're going Josh Allen one, and you're going Lamar Jackson one." I don't have my headphones on. I know you don't. I am shocked. Yeah. This is why you were so excited to do this. I'm shocked too. I kept. I'm shocked. <laughs> I am. I thought you. I didn't expect it. Like my dad said, my dad says, you know, he goes into it, everyone going, I hate the guy. I just try to go into clean slate. I don't sit there and go, I hate this guy. He's got to prove me he's good. All right. Uh, All right. Start with Josh Allen you, first. Of, Calm of down. Of course. Yes. Of course. You were on Josh Allen before the year. He right. could be my number one. Okay, I so, watch okay more, that's right. right. So, you, so you see Allen and Lamar on one plane, Mayfield and uh, – no, 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 no. No, no, I, I think I see – I'm going to see Allen, Lamar, and uh, – Lamar Mayfield. Jackson, Allen, and Mayfield. I see on the same – So that's your top three. Yeah. And then – so you don't think that top three will change. I know that my Those top three could will not rotate, change. Yes. And the bottom two could rotate. Exactly. Interesting. All exactly. right. Josh Allen, we know you love his size. You love his measurables. You love his arm. Yeah. What the film show you for those three games? I, I, I mean, Arm Who'd is... you watch? Uh, I watched... Oh, gosh. It was... Iowa? Yeah, Iowa. Um, hold on. Iowa... Stiff on that D-line. Yeah, hold on. I got to pull up the schedule because there were some ugly teams. Um, Which is the issue with Josh Allen. It is. Hold on, damn it. Hold on one second. You don't second. need to tell me. Okay, I don't... Well, I got to look now. So now you've questioned now it's me. in your head. Yeah, I just want to make sure I say the right ones here so I don't totally sound like an idiot. Okay, I'll tell you what I watched. I watched Texas State, which was a blowout. But I want there's you got to see games where he throws the ball a whole lot. Right. Okay. So I watched that. I watched. Um, uh, damn, which ones? Did, I'm just man. shocked right now. Yeah, I know you are. Um, hold on, hold Texas on. I watched State, that. Iowa, New Mexico, and my third one was a really. Oh, Boise State. Okay, so Boise State, he was 12 for 27 with one touchdown and two interceptions. Okay, so those are my three games. So I let's go through the positives of Josh Positive. You love this. The, the fucking arm is unreal. It's the strongest arm ever. Wait. Yes. Just More if, than, stronger than Patrick Mahomes. And he wants to throw it as hard as he can. If they sat there right next to each other and said, we're going to throw 20-yard ball as hard as we can, I think Josh Allen could probably throw it harder than Patrick Mahomes. Wow. 
Yes, it's it is. Your respect for Patrick Mahomes' arm is now he's not as a good all around thrower right, 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 as Mahomes, right, right. and I don't know if he can launch it as far as Mahomes. But I'm just telling you, when you said he did throw the ball 66 miles per hour at the NFL yeah. at the Senior Bowl, yeah, I've never seen that on the radar gun for a football. Never, I've never seen anybody throw. What did 60, you throw? Like 60. 59, something and he was like that? 66. Right. I mean, that, that's remarkable. All right, keep going through the now, positives. So the positives, great size, phenomenal athlete, can throw some throws where you just are jaw-dropping. You're just like, holy shit, I can't even see the ball on the screen. Like, he can let me run. Slow my, he can really run. I mean, out of the group, he's the second best runner to me. He mm. is a legit runner. He's a better runner than Carson Wentz was. Right. I mean, we worry about – that's what drives me crazy. We worry about competition level – you know, with Carson Wentz, and we see he was. Well, this kid's played big against better competition than Carson Wentz better did. This is Division One football. Yeah. Carson Wentz was 1AA. So we've seen it. So I'm, I'm sick of that bullshit theory there. Okay? Now, so all that really good. Pro-style offense. Throws. He's got to make throws. There's nothing easy. He doesn't ever get an easy throw. And I can't imagine he's got a lot of talent on that team either. So, so let's go there. So now let's start to knock those. Because these are the things that bother me. First of all, there's no talent on the team. He had the worst talent around him out of all these quarterbacks. It's not even close. If he, if I watched him throw 100 footballs, he got hit on 90 of them. Mm. He was under pressure the whole fucking season so from what I saw. So when people say, but he never threw 60% completion percentage. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is what I'm going to say. Show me five plays where his receivers were open this year, okay? Show me some easy throws. He plays in fucking Wyoming. Do you know that? Fucking weird the weather is out there I, and shit. I've never been. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so he, you have to be a elite thrower of the football to even play out there and do that. Sure. So the offense doesn't lend itself to that. Okay, it just doesn't. They never get open. He never gets. I, I watched three games. I think I saw two screen passes. Okay. Oh, so they're not dialing up easy throws no, for me. No, he doesn't get any of that. It's everything is fifteen yard comeback. The easiest throws he gets is a slant. I mean, that's it. Other right. than that, he's got to throw but it in there. But he's throwing from one hash to the opposite hash like it's no problem. And none of that is even an issue. It, to, the, now, the flaws are, can he lose control of the ball at times? Certainly. Yes. He's a little more raw than I thought going into this. Oh, really? Yes. He lets what? his arm get a little too long, short passes. He's a little too inaccurate at times. He can't figure it out, and hopefully he will with working out in this offseason. But throwing the check downs to the backs or little shallow crossers. So he just touches someone. He just an makes issue. it up. Yeah, he tries to do it all arm, and he doesn't understand how to incorporate his body with it yet. You've said this before. Some right. quarterbacks, you know, different kind of throws, they use different kind of arms. You want to see the same repetitive motion. I, well, I mean, yes. You have to have a something at first to build off of you can't just make it up all the time right you know like you know Aaron Rodgers was a machine at first and then he went okay I got the machine part down let me start tinkering with sidearm right so he doesn't have that down but um yes so I just wanted to say all that now he's going to be a factor in the run game he's big he's strong he can throw with people on him around him on the run phenomenal uh touch passes yeah he needs to work on it a little bit he could throw deep touch passes like if he wants to throw like a 20 yard out route he can throw it but if he has to throw like the six yard fade route from the five yard line in the end zone he just makes it up and the ball he loses control of it and the ball just flutters up in the air and those are things that goes back to the short throwing it's a little, throwing a quick fade in the end zone as like throwing a check down to the back you almost have to have the same type of technique but bottom line big time talent 
on a team who was not good enough around him to show all that he can do. Do No easy throws, no talent at wide receiver. O-line was horrible. His physical ability is off the charts. His arm is as big as I've ever seen, but there are a few mechanical issues. Nothing major, though. He's just a little raw. Yes, big arm, but not as gifted and as a well-all-around passer as a Mahomes or a Wentz. Gotcha. That's what I wrote. And now... Listen, I'm telling you, I didn't expect this. Where did you think Lamar was going to rank? Somewhere between three and five. And he's number one. I mean, let me just say this. You could say whatever you want. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, first of all, I have the least questions about Lamar Jackson. There's, you get to see everything over the last two years, and I'm going to watch more. But what are the questions? Played against big-time talent. Seen him step on the pedal and throw the 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Seen him throw the touch. Seen him be durable. Seen him play against any type of team, whatever. I, I just There's no questions about Lamar, so let's just start there. Right. Only thing I hear is, he's frail. He should move to receiver, which is the now is truly the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Oh, now you're really upset like with that's, Paul it, I don't even know where to say. It makes me want to say really mean things. It makes me think he's mean. That's what mm. I really, if you can read between the lines of what I'm saying. So you watched three games and went, I, I can't even believe that was even said on air. Wow. The year, the year after Deshaun Watson, I think, is where, again, I know I said this yeah. last week, but that's where it has to start, where I go, wait, so you don't think that Clemson would have won the national championship with Lamar Jackson at quarterback? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yes, they would have. So you obviously had some good games. You probably got the Clemson game in there, Florida State. Clemson game. I watched Clemson. I watched Boston College. I watched. I wanted to watch because all other thing is we're not sure how he can process information, right? Which also is a mean thing to say. So I watched two teams where I was like, they do some stuff on defense. Clemson's not like the old Clemson from six years ago where I used to make fun of them and go, like, they don't do anything. And they right. just rely on their athletes. They coach now. They got they got a so Boston College and Clemson do some different things on defense. Like different looks and disguises. More and stuff complex like that. defenses than you would see in most of college football. Okay. And yeah, was it pretty all the time? No. But the decision making is pretty damn good. I mean, it's it's very good actually. He plays the position the right way. He knows how to throw it throw it away when he has to. He doesn't take stupid sacks like you see scrambling quarterbacks do a lot. Had he take a few, certainly, but there was a few other ones where I said, "Damn, he's going to get sacked," and he broke out and he ran for seventy yards. So you got to live and die with that a little bit at times, right? Yeah. Um, every throw in the book, slam dunk. The running. Is the best running I've ever seen from a quarterback other than Michael Vick. It's he's better runner than Vince Young or RG three, and it's not even close. This kid is not just a straight ahead runner. He's like Michael Vick. If you're one on one with him, he could break your ankles. He could break two people's ankles at the same time. He is that gifted of a runner. So I watched those two games, and then I watched Kentucky game, where it was kind of easy. But regardless, it doesn't matter. I watched other games from the other guys where it was easy, too. I'm just more impressed not only with his toughness, his feel in the pocket, and his ability to make all throws. And I would say, as a pure thrower, and I say total thrower, passer, everything, him, Mayfield... And Rosen are the best throwers. Where I just Allen or Rosen? No, Rosen. Where oh. I just say like every throw under the book, passer, thrower, right. touch, 
Get it out of your hand just quick. Just a complete, Just yeah. w- complete quarterback, what we're thinking. Like a complete, yeah, if he's a real surgeon, he can just do it all, right? Yeah. And this is a guy that, from the throwing aspect, can do it all. Wow. If you're running for 70 yards against Clemson, you're going to run for 70 yards and times in the NFL, too. He's faster than the Deshaun Watson. I'd be shocked if he run. I mean, he's going to run 4-5. We know that. I would think with actually thinking about training here, I I, I don't know on on film he's gonna. I would think he's gonna run low four four. Wow, I would think that That's he insane. might even be insane and run a four three. I don't know, but I didn't write a bottom line here because I got Cam Cam killed Cam, us. Cameron Cameron yeah. killed us all that. Um, but I just can't tell you that. What is your question for him? I, that's what I started off by saying. I don't have a question. Wow. He's the one guy. I really don't have a question. You get to see him run pro-style schemes. You know, I've heard some people go, oh, well, you know. Yeah, ma- Petrino can make it easy Petrino for you. Petrino can make it easy for you. Yeah, certainly. But I could also argue, well, he's getting to run a lot of NFL-type concepts, too. And you know what? Petrino, yeah, did he make it easy on him? Wasn't any easier than Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. I didn't see him going. Like, Baker Mayfield threw to the Sam most wide-open receivers out of all of them. Okay. But I got to see enough throws to just go, it doesn't really matter. This kid can throw it, and if you're covering him, he can put it on the money. Lamar Jackson, I got to see plenty of that. They weren't great Louisville this year. He would sit in the pocket and go through reads and throw the in-cut over the middle where the guy was, you know, first read wasn't open, second read, oh, I don't like it, third read is the in-cut over the middle, and he'd throw it on the dimes. So, I don't know what to say. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. That is the current edition of the Sims Top 5. Yeah. He has given the the precursor that Jackson, Allen, and Mayfield are on Tier 1. Darnold and Rosen are on Tier 2. Yeah. Those guys could flip within their tiers. Right. But you believe there is a Top 3. All three could go in the Top 10. Yeah. You could probably get four of these guys going in the Top 10 if teams start trading up. I mean, it's really going to be dependent on... you think they're all first round picks. Oh, that's not even a, no doubt about it. You see talent in all of them. Yes. Um, how many of these guys are better than ja- Jared Goff? <sighs> are you about to say all of them? Pretty close. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so this is going to be a great draft. Yeah, it really is. Because I do think it's going to be beauty in the eye of the beholder more than ever before. More than we've ever seen before. So Josh Rosen, you see all of the throws. He's the best thrower, it seems like, one of the best throwers, but his athleticism scares you. It does. Sam Darnold, the amount of talent he had on his team and the easy completions. you let, And just scary... the, the, background, the backyard type of football play, right. right? I didn't get to see a whole lot of pro concepts. With, with Sam Darnold, it was either easy completions, like shallow crosses, screens, wide receiver screens, or a fade down, or a go right. route down the sideline, and you you are a little bit afraid of his motion, but you do think he's a baller. I do. Baker Mayfield can make all the throws. Yeah. The problem is at Oklahoma, all the throws were wide open. Yeah. Big Twelve is a little bit tough to check competition. You're not that afraid of him in the pocket anymore. However, you do have some questions when it comes to accuracy. Well, just his ability. If the game became a pocket game, and he just had a game where and they did a mush rust, and they only brought three and dropped eight. Right. How is he going to do in that? 
situation. Exactly right, right. Which, look, we complain about it all the time. Yeah. Only Bell Belichick remi- remembers to do that. <laughs> a lot of times. Josh Allen, you see the strongest arm you've ever seen. Yeah. Really good athlete. Mm-hmm. You're concerned there. He doesn't have touch on fades and plays out of the backfield like wheel routes. And he doesn't seem like the best quarterback right now, but he might be the best raw person to yeah, mold yeah. if you have time. Right. Like he, he if you made me say who has the highest ceiling you still might take Lamar. Oh, it's between him or Lamar, though. And yes. then Lamar Jackson right now you're seeing as a guy that's run a pro-style offense, can complete all the throws. The durability is not an issue. He doesn't need to go to wide receiver. He has one of the stronger arms. Is he second to Lamar, to Josh Allen? Yes, arm strength, yes. And then accuracy. Accuracy, oof, if I had to rank him accurate-wise, oof. Uh, I'm going to go Rosen 1 just from accurate-wise to Mayfield too really close with Lamar Jackson. Gotcha. Like it's, it's really close. I would probably go Mayfield 2, Jackson 3, but it's like, if you showed me two other games, and I could flip that around there. Alright, so yeah. he's watched three games of East, and it goes Lamar, Josh, Baker, Sam, Josh. Damn it. Lamar, Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker, Mayfield, Sam, Darnold, Josh Rosen. You're surprised? I'm surprised? I'm sure the fans I, are surprised. I'm surprised, man. I really, I, you know, again, I turned it on, and I just kept watching and going, like, damn, what's not to like? I don't understand it. Perfect throwing motion, spirals every play, great deep ball thrower, can get the ball out of his hands quick, can run, stays in the pocket, can go through reads, yeah. plays the position too physical, like Carson Wentz when I said he was coming out, like he might get hurt if he plays it that way. He's got to do the same thing. Like he's not afraid to lower his shoulder yeah. against linebackers, and I want to be like, dude, fucking chill out. In the next few weeks, we are actually going to turn this studio into a film room set, and we're going to have Sims actually break down the film of these to show these examples. Be on the lookout for that. Guys, subscribe to the newsletter, because what we're going to do is that's where we're going to put all the extra videos. I'm going to put I didn't his know we notes. had one, and so my wife told me last night. Oh, she, she subscribed. subscribed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, make sure that you go there and subscribe. Uh, I'll tweet it out again. Uh, we're going to do more iTunes comments next week. I just We got to get to Cam. We had a long conversation with Cameron about basketball, football, and he refused to call your dad big fucker because he has too much respe- respect for Phil Sims. <laughs> How about he didn't even know that I was Phil Sims' son? It's great. That's it's great. like a running I mean, joke. With the word Sims behind his yeah. head. <laughs> no, but he was he was, uh, he was. Uh, and then on Friday, I sat down and had a conversation with Ryan Holiday, the author of many books, including Obstacles the Way, Ego is the Enemy, which we featured here, and his newest book, Conspiracy, which is out. So that will be a Friday conversation coming out then. Uh, I feel good ending here. Uh, coming up next is Cameron. As always, hit us up on social at Sims and Lefko, and make sure to look out for that newsletter. Trust me, that's where we're going to go. For Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick would say good evening. Good evening. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> And I am the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. And I want you to know, we ain't never going to steal you wrong, because we always bring the truth. Sims Lefko, I'll hurt you soon. We have been talking for a while that we have a surprise NBA analyst guest. Yeah. And now it is time to bring him on. He beat Lincoln High and Steph Murray to go to the city championship. I'm talking about the man that grew up with Sham God. Steph I'm talking Marbury, about. Union. That's what I said. Yeah, you said Steph Murray. The Damn, Steph, Murray, <laughs> Steph Marbury. I'm talking about he brought the NBA fashion to hip hop from 140th and Lex. Kill a Cam. Cam Ron. I'm actually from 140th and Lennox. You make a Le- couple mistakes. I'm yeah, for yeah, two. Set his ass straight, Cam. Yeah, so here's the rule. You can say what the fuck you want to me and set me straight. I don't care. It's worth it. Nah, but thank you guys for having me. 
having me. I appreciate it. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Dude, we got the diplomats chain. But, but but before you came up here, they said you were outside having a smoke. Like, uh, yeah. what were you smoking? Cigarettes Anything or that good? good stuff? Uh, not cigarettes. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, Allegedly some other stuff. Yeah, just, no, we support the cigarettes. other stuff. I wish I would have been there with yeah. you. Thanks uh, for the invite. Thanks uh, a lot. Next time. All right. <laughs> All right. So it's so funny, man. When, when everyone heard that you were coming, they said, man, you got to talk to him about ball. I said, no, no, he's going to be our NBA analyst. This is it. Absolutely. But what was your move? Like my move when I played, and I wasn't that great, uh, oh, was the up and under. The McHale move? Yeah. <laughs> but I was typical I was, white I was man the, and unathletic move. What was right. your move? Well, my, I pretty much an up fake. I, I, if I knock down uh, two jump shots, then you, you can up fake. Like, yeah, you set like, them up you for know, it. You know, I, I always talk about that, like, Steph Curry could probably be the king of that move, right? If he wanted to, because his shot's so deadly. Yeah, everybody. If you if he fakes a jump shot, everybody's going to jump. He could do the Sam Cassell, get him up, yeah, draw yeah, foul. Exactly, but but not even Sam Cassell. Like mine was a little better, you know. Really? Yeah, well, I, I, it was pretty special. Well, I was reading some articles that said you were like a defensive stopper. Yeah. I was so really, how would you defend Steph Curry? It's pretty hard. I haven't seen anybody right? really it's like been impossible. able to do it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hard, man. This guy shoots from a lot of places. That's why I was saying if he adds that to his arsenal, I don't really know anybody that's going to. Yeah. Wait, wait. Am I, I got to go back to like uh, what high school did you go to? Man, center. Well, how old are you? Forty-two. I just yeah. turned forty-two. Just turned, last okay, birthday. I'm thirty-seven. I know. I was just trying to remember if I could remember it. So right. you guys beat Lincoln High School, yes, in the state championship game, semifinals, semifinal. Yeah, to go to the championship. Damn, I did right. not know that. Yep. I had no idea. I knew you played ball. I just didn't know that you know you guys you were a part of like a special team because yeah. for all those out there listening, like Mace Lincoln High School. Uh, Mace was on his team. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. I had no fucking clue. No, glad, just glad you got prepared. Yeah, for I the know end. him and his you music. Got, I didn't Google choice, right? him before he came. In. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't want I, I know enough about that, him. Well, I mean, I grew up listening to you. So I appreciate it. So Chris grew up his dad's Phil Sims, quarterback of the Giants. He looks like Phil Sims now. Yeah. See, you didn't know him either. I knew he didn't know me. I knew no. he didn't. Okay. I like Phil Sims. Big big Phil Sims. Big Phil, big fucker. We call him big fucker. So go ahead. Nah, big Phil. Phil Sims fan. I like Phil. But it's uh, funny because he grew up. He was like the number one quarterback in Jersey. Oh, you yeah. were doing your thing in New York right. basketball. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Think about you know at that era, I was a big Washington Redskins fan. So okay, I was mad at Lawrence Taylor like for messing Joe Thomas. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. But um, yeah. Tell your father congratulations on all his achievements, and he's still in a lot doing it. Yeah, he's still talking his big right. mouth. Yeah. He'll be on with he's us still, for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. he's coming Good. on here for a little bit. Good. Yeah. All right, so um, I think if we're going to make you the NBA analyst, okay, I need to know where you stand on a few topics. So first, Please. it's the topic of the last freaking 10 years, LeBron and Michael. Okay. Where does Cameron stand huh. on LeBron and Michael? Good place to start. On who's better? Yeah, I would say that. I don't really think anybody's better than Michael Jordan. Period. You know, um, basically, you know, because LeBron is achieving all these stats lately, you know, even like last year, going to seven uh, straight NBA finals. finals. Yeah. Uh, LeBron is great, and what he's done for the game as for the last 15 years is great. But I just don't think it's fair for anybody to compare themselves to Michael Jordan because in my book, I always tell everybody Michael Jordan has eight rings. Yeah. Minimum eight rings because nobody was going to high school from college back then. It wasn't a one and done situation. Right. Most of the time, you uh, stayed till you was a senior in college. Right. So we're going to leave three years for Michael Jordan not going to the NBA from high school or even being a one and done. Then we're going. I still to this day haven't seen anybody say, you know what? 
I'm just really too good for this sport. I'm going to go try another profession right. Right. and take two years off right. and then come back and pick up exactly be the man. where you right. left off at. So you got two years to account for that. And then the year after that, they couldn't get Phil, Phil Jackson's contract together after the 98 championship. Right. They may have won it in 99 also. So I give Michael Jordan in my book yeah. eight championships and that's just my opinion, but it's just not fair to compare anybody to Michael Jordan until you take two years off and try and play hockey or golf or ping pong or pool and pick up where you left off. I can't but, compare. But you make to that. Le- like a who? All right, so who's your number two though? Just to, you know, would LeBron be your two? Because I'm um, with you with Michael. I'm yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, There's I'm, nobody I'm, I'm putting above Michael. Right. I love LeBron. I'm I mean I'm wearing soldiers right now. Right. Um, I, I would say I, you know the thing about it is it's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say LeBron, but I don't want to necessarily say LeBron because it's two different eras. I think that a lot of you know a lot of fans these days don't get the gist of what you could get on YouTube of what actually was going on. I'm old enough to have right. seen yeah, it. Right. I'm, I'm old enough to see Michael Jordan get beat up by the bad boy right. Pistons. We're prime Jordan yeah, fans. Or, right. or when uh, maybe Robert Parrish... And whoever on uh, um, Bill, Bill Lambert yeah. fought. Yeah, like, right. It's a different NBA. Now, if somebody says, hey, it's a, oh my God, foul, you're falling foul. out. Exactly. So, so when you era. see Zaza Pachulia right. doing what he did, right. how would that have been handled in the era we're talking about? What? And then also, how would you have handled it? Let's say we're, <laughs> we're playing it in New York and Rucker someone Park. does that. Like, yeah, how are you handling that? Well, well He's a pretty good camouflager. The thing he did with Russell Russell Westbrook over there was pretty. That wasn't camouflage at all. Yeah, it was blatant. I mean, even with like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, was camouflage. He tried too, to camouflage. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's like stepping into the shot. Yeah, but um, fuck him. I can, I don't like that shit. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him either. Yeah. I really don't. But um, we haven't seen Kawhi since. So you know, what right. I mean? basically, we've seen him eight nine games this season, whatever it is. Right. But um. I don't think that it's dope, but I don't think it's cool a little bit. But in that era, I don't even think Jaja would be able to do that shit, to, right? No, not just do it. I don't think he would be playing right now because the retaliation. They would have punched him yeah, in the face been or out, clotheslined He would have been out for the season right. already from right. another injury that somebody applied to him. Yeah, yes. You know, the retaliation factor was pretty big in that era. So. Right. The crazy thing for me is he's on this team that preaches, like, sharing the ball and the incredible team, right. and to allow someone on the same team to act that way, like, Steve Probably Kerr just doesn't seem like, like a dude. though. He adds a little, like, he's him and Draymond are their two tough guys, right? Right. right. Even he's though he crosses the line. Yeah, Draymond. well, Draymond plays the game tough the right way. Right, exactly. This guy's playing tough the cheap way. It's a, if it was hockey, he's like the goon. He right. is the goon. You know, right. He is the goon. Yeah. Uh, you go to the bench. Let's say Cameron is playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Could you handle someone like LeVar Ball not on the team but constantly commenting on the team while you're on the team? What? What do you mean when he's injured? So Lonzo Ball's on the team. Right. LeVar Ball, his dad. He's in oh, front row. Yeah. Yeah, like, constantly me. going to the media pardon and me, stuff. You, pardon me. I'm thinking when you said, when you say LeVar, I'm thinking Lonzo. Yeah, yeah, I right. apologize. Um, they are intertwined. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, to me, it's 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 all you guys' fault. Because here's here's my <laughs> yeah, you're, you know you guys give this guy the publicity. That's right. You, we you had him about, on this fucking podcast. Yes. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we are those assholes. Because yeah. he's the, I, I like what Lavar Ball stands for. Right. We are in this era right now with four 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 and Lavar Ball and everyone doing it their way right. and getting their big piece of the pie. And you know all about right. that, and I respect that. Thank you. It's the constant talking about other people's money when you're in a team environment that right. that's when. 
when it gets fucked up. Right. And that's, I, never really, I don't know. I never really heard him talk about other people's money. I just heard him talk about the coaching. The coaching. Yeah. I hear him talking about my sons. All three of my sons have to play for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, basically, you know, um, going at the Lakers organization, but this guy pretty much um, walks to the beat of his own drum because to me, what he's been doing has been working, and now to certain people, let me become overwhelming. Right, right. Or it's threatening been, to them. Yeah, yeah, but it's been working for him thus far. Even last summer in the summer league, he he pulled his team off the yeah. court because yeah. the referees weren't doing things right. Right, they didn't feel his team was being protected. Right, and right. then what they do, they they told him to change. He said, change the refs. Right. Or... We're not going we're out to, of here, uh, yeah. Right. Here, and they changed the rest. Yeah, no, there's so, things I admire. He hasn't lost But a then lot. there's things I can't stand about No, him. no, that, yeah. that particular situation yeah. is you're giving him the power right. to to maneuver the way he's moving. You right. know, yeah. then with all the media behind it, it's like, why not keep doing what I'm doing? He gets probably a million dollars of press a week that somebody would pay for it for right. free. Well, you were, I mean, you guys owned so much of the press for so long when you guys were like, man, Dipset, holy crap. In the prime. Thank it was unbelievable. Thank you. What is it like when you're riding that wave and you don't even need to try for press? It's just there. Well, you know what us, we did a lot of guerrilla marketing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, um, we, this is pre-internet, you know, maybe a few years before the internet exploded. And we really prided on being where we say we were going to be. So we said... Oh man, we we uh, we have a restaurant in Ohio. Right. We really would be in Ohio at our restaurant, or if we had a club in Houston, we would really be at our club in Houston. Right. So you know, New York is always everywhere for, but to actually be out and touch the people and build rapports and relationships with yeah. these type of people. You did it from the ground up. Yeah, absolutely. So sure. A lot of people respected that, and that's why we got so much love around the country because we came in at a time where. New York, not necessarily, I don't want to say was isolated, but it kind of was because, you know, a lot of different states, not now, but was saying that New York gave people their ass to kiss in the beginning of the rap music, rap mm. era. So when the South started popping and West Coast started popping, sure. it was hard to get New York records played in other, other states, whether it be South, Midwest, West St. Coast. St. Louis had a run. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they just felt like, oh, when New York was popping, you gave us ass. Yeah, yeah, so we had to really take it upon ourselves to go out to these places and incorporate ourselves with these people, let people know, look, we're not a part of the right. people who didn't give a fuck about y'all. Right. I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you. It was very diplomatic. That was, <laughs> yeah. There's Thank so you. Well, I, 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 I'm interested just your take on the rap game in general and kind of where it, you know, where it was when you started out and where it is now, what annoys you about it. I mean, the fact that we got away from, like, gangster, you know, gangster rap. Right. and I saw actually Lil Uzi like, Vert that's in LA. How I like, I up. saw him in concert, and I, I looked at my girlfriend and I said, I'm, we're at a punk rock concert right now. Right. Like, I don't even know if this is hip-hop. I'm not mad at it. Like, right. I want everyone to get their shine, but I was like, this is, this is crazy. It was, right. It was interesting. Well, you know, my opinion is this. You got to let this generation be this generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh... We're older, so we're gonna. You don't want to sound like our parents sound. What yeah, is, that's exactly gonna, right. That is the scary you know, thing. Really yeah. Listen to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I don't even understand what they're saying. Yeah. I believe every era, uh, you're gonna say you miss it because you got to realize when when uh you was growing up listening to our stuff or whatever it may be. Right. You was in a different place in your life. You're definitely right. You know what I'm saying. So now that you're older, you're like, 
the music that you listen to reminds you of the times that you had. Right. So you got to let this ever grow up. You don't be like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. And it may not be your choice of music, but you got to let your kids uh, enjoy what they want to enjoy or your little brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews yep. or whatever because they're going to be like, you're going to be an old hag to them yeah. if you don't. Yeah, you know what right, I'm saying? So right. you can tell them, yo, check this out or this is what it was. But nine times out of ten, Unless you're inheriting some money, you don't want to do what your parents are doing unless, right. unless you're super cool with yeah. parent. You right. know what I mean? Right. Will and Jaden Smith. You just type told stuff. me you called Big the, Fucker. Yeah, the, Go the ahead, legend. call him. Yeah, the, call him. That's I'm all not right. doing you're that. I, you're in New York. I'll let you. You're I, I Jersey, love, New York. I, where are you? You can do it. I, I love Phil Simms. I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's amazing. But, but you call your dad that. You know what I'm saying? So but I, at the end of the day. Um, it's is it a dirty um, business though, rap business? Like that's what I I was kind of getting at. Is right. it, I mean, it, it, was it hard to find when you were making your way up and you were starting to get cash and be able to buy necklaces and chains and piece and chains and all that? I mean, is it the people that handle business with the production companies? All that are they dirty? Are they slime balls? What's I feel that like, like? It's a lot harder for the production now. I feel I mean, like guys can go independent. I mean, well. Well, to be honest, I learned the business getting jerked around my first two albums. You know, right. my first album, I sold my publishing, which is probably 80% of your money if you do the right deal. And then um, my second album is when I learned the business. But luckily, I grew up with a guy named Dame Dash. Yeah, I know and, Dame. Yeah, and he, you know, he had Rockefeller with Jay-Z. Yep. And this was a long-time friend of mine I'm talking about since I was 10, 11 years old. Right. And I was at a bad deal at Epic Records on Sony, and he was at Def Jam Rockefeller, and I told him uh, my situation. Right. And he helped me get off that deal. And me being on a bad deal is when I um, learned what was going wrong in my deal. And then when I got to Rockefeller, he also taught me a lot of stuff to um, keep myself afloat and how to make real money. Right. But to be honest, getting jerked around my first album yeah. was probably the best thing to do because mm. if you come out and sell two or three or four or five, six million records, your first album, you just think that's the way it's, it's supposed right, to be. Right. I don't really want to name names because I'm cool with certain people, but I know a bunch of people who sold three million albums their first time right. and you haven't heard from them in the last yeah. 15 years. Yeah, yeah. right. Because they're just thinking that's the Obstacle is the way, man. Yeah. If, if something happens and you turn that into success, it's like right. your ultimate success. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If my first album came out and I sold four million records, I wouldn't have cared how it went. I was like, yes. I sold, y'all keep doing what y'all yeah. doing. You well, yeah. know what I'm saying? It's funny. I had an author in here and he was talking about the New York bestsellers list could be the worst thing for a new author because they think they figured it out and right. they ain't going to hustle after that. There you go. And it's the same thing with NBA players and NFL players. Definitely. That, you talked about, you had a guy, a wide receiver on the Tampa Bay Bucks, had Mike, 80 receptions Mike his Clayton, first year. Mike rookie year. He was like, damn, this NFL stuff's easy. He was a first round pick at LSU. Second, what did he do after the first year? He partied, he spent his cash, whatever. He didn't take care of himself. Second year he came out and it was like, damn, you're 20 pounds overweight. Like, what the fuck happened? Right. And and, and of course, cut. then well, then Gruden's like, "Whoa, I can't design the whole playbook around you anymore because you can't get open, right?" And it changes your career. Yeah. And of course, yeah, they get better. He gets better at the coach, but you really want to look at him and go, "Dude, but you you made this bed. You're it's lying." A, it's a common human error. Right. It's hard not to get complacent. Right. Successful people cannot get complacent. That's important. And, but the problem is, you got to do it every day. That's a fact. and that's the hard fucking shit to do. Right. But that's professional athletes. That's professional high level music. I want to say that speaking of Dame. I think it might be one of my top five favorite clips, the You Mad. 
Oh, yeah. Bill, Bill O'Reilly. Do you remember this? I don't. <laughs> it's, it's incredible to watch now. Right. Because it's incredible to see people talking about. Bill O'Reilly such a douche. He's a douche. I mean, but no, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, rap music, though, they're like, I think the words you guys are saying. Like, you look at yeah. it now and you're like, that shit is so corny. Yeah. But you don't remember Bill O'Reilly was getting upset and Kay and was like, you mad? Like, oh. Yeah. It was the it basically. Basically, I went on a. I didn't know anything about Bill O'Reilly. Nor should my, you. Yeah, my publicist set it up and he's like, <laughs> this guy's a real asshole you're going to go see. I'm telling real. you. I'm like, and I was like, I I got the heads up, so now I have my asshole jacket on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And I um and I went up there with that attitude because I already kind of knew the environment that yeah. I was stepping into. Yeah. So. Turned out being classic though. It was a classic. Oh, God, yeah. Don't even get me started on this uh, guy. NBA right now, right now like it he looks tried like to it, change the subject. He's like <laughs> Uh, he wants to go on global warming. I just, <laughs> I just get so sick of those guys. Like I just, they it's agenda-driven nonsense. <laughs> um, so NBA, it does seem like it's Warriors and everybody else. Do you have faith in Houston? Do you think any of these other teams could even make it, or are we just watching the inevitable? No, I don't think anybody else can make it. I it really sucks. don't. You know, um, after Kevin Durant went there, I think it's just pretty much inevitable. Checkmate. Yeah, like, I, I think Houston is good. I think they're really, really good this year, you know, because at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying they didn't think that Chris Paul and James Harden would work out together, being that they both liked out the ball. I think yeah. the project is going great. I think Trevor Reese is great. I think Mike D'Antoni runs a high-level offense. Uh, but I just think that right now that Golden State is, and I hate to use it because everybody's saying it, but it's really the truth how, how I feel, is that they're really bored. You mm-hmm. know, until it's yeah. time to turn. That's why up. he's having his right. players coach the team sometimes. Yeah, you got to wake yeah. these guys yeah, up. Yeah, because, you know, it's. I think that they feel, and this is the only thing that may be uh, Golden State's downfall is what you were just talking about, is getting too complacent. Yeah, right. You don't want to get too complacent and then you're in a game seven and then you didn't win the Western Conference right, right. and you're not on your home floor for a game seven to go to the NBA championship. Yeah. You know, home court advantage is... It's real. It's yeah. real. So basically... Uh, just don't get too complacent. I don't think they'll be fine. But I think uh, I can't stand them. Yeah, I can't stand them. I'm no. just mad ever since Kevin Durant went there. <laughs> I mean, I just want to go. Damn, you were the greatest team ever, right. and you lost to LeBron, and you got in the parking lot, and you guys all go, called Kevin Durant. We need you. We can need your help. We just went right. 73 and nine, but we right. need your help. Right. And I love that it. That pissed me off. <laughs> I love it because if I'm if I'm running, if we're running fives, and the best team loses a guy because he's got to go to work, and they ask me to play, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take over the court. <sighs> well, I think what Kevin Durant is this. You just he just he. Doesn't doesn't want to be and uh, I think it's taken away from their greatness to a degree like uh, I mean like they they go 18 well, Kevin Durant misses the last 18 games of the regular season last year they go 18 to no Steph Curry misses what games or they go they lose like one game I yeah mean, it's just I'm, I don't I'm, know I'm just and just a disclaimer before yeah. I tell you my opinion yeah I'm never going to say nothing bad about Kevin Durant. That's my friend. So, okay, yeah. No, he's in Texas like I'm me, too. I'm a fan you, of KD. Yeah, I'm just saying that is nothing. That I don't I'm think you're upset say. at KD. I just think you're upset that the the NBA right now is like one team and then everybody else. Well, a little bit, think, right. The thing about it is what I was going to say is that um, KD, with KD, I just don't think he wants to be in that conversation. Like, you know, whether it was in the public or not, him and Russell Westbrook's relationship – whether good, whether bad, who knows? They had a great working relationship. They right. was average, They was up three one yeah. on Golden on State right. before right. he went there. Right. But I just think that KD and I'm I'm just speaking for him because he's not told me this. I have yeah, no yeah. information, but I really believe that he doesn't want to be in the 
Charles Barkley, the right. Patrick Ewing, the Reggie Miller, the John Stockton, the Carl Malone. Yeah. All these people, the great players that haven't won the a what championship. Right. Yeah. No, not even what if. Those are all All-Stars and Hall of Famers I'm naming, but they have no championship. Yeah. Michael Jordan messed up their championship right. for me. Yeah. And I think he just didn't want to be in that. I've ball. always said this. Yeah. How are we going to tell these kids their entire lives that championships and rings matter right. and then when they try to get one go you're selling out no, right. you're the one that said it was so important right. to get a ring right. or else it's everyone co- yeah it's i don't point. know uh i enjoyed having you here uh thank you for having me it was a me, lot man. of fun i really appreciate it uh nfl who is your team is it still washington or are you a giants fan no nah, you're just an nfl I'm guy patriots fan Oh, wow. gosh, damn. I don't know. we got to reconsider let's, whether let's we have you back. <laughs> no, we love the Patriots. No, we do. I'm I work an, for the Patriots. I'm an so. Eagles fan. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not mad at the Eagles winning. I'll tell you that I appreciate much. that. I re- I'm really not mad at the Eagles winning a little bit. Um, I just – t- You could give us one. You'll take the other five. Well, just – no, no. What I'm saying is this. I'm, I'm just a fan of – Great systems. I'm, mm-hmm. My team is the Spurs. Yeah. So you got Belichick, you got yeah, Popovich. Sure. I like organized systems. Yeah. Right. And just the way certain things, the way Bill Belichick, it's not even Tom Brady for me. I like, I, even though I love Tom Brady and the way he's um, competing at his age on yeah. such a high level. Right. You know, I told people this year if he wins this Super Bowl, which he did, I'm going to put him next to Jordan. I'm not putting him above, but the time span for a 40 year old from 2000 to 2017. To be in seven Super Bowls, to win, well, now, what is it, eight now, to be yeah. to win five out of uh, the eight. Eight, eight. yeah. And what do you have in the championship? 500 something Unreal. yards? Like, and did he win the MVP? I didn't. I know he's no, not. Nick Foles no, Nick Foles won it. Yeah. yeah but well, he, no, he won the, the MVP regular season, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. yeah. MVP for the regular no, season. Yeah. What, he, so he didn't win the MVP. Yeah, he did. He won the MVP. 40 years old when Hardware. the MVP. Yeah, right. 40 years old when the, rever- the, the NFL MVP. Going back to the Super Bowl, 500 yards at 40 years old. Yeah, he's amazing. But Sims you know, thinks he's more Derek Jeter than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't yeah. ever put him in the Jordan because th- this is the way where the Jordan thing. I go, Jordan was the most physically gifted guy in the sport, as long as well as being like the winner. Right. And Brady's not the physically gifted guy. He's still gotcha. got a really strong arm, and he's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like. Yeah, like if you put him on the field next to an Aaron Rodgers, you'd go like, "Holy shit!" There's no comparison. Aaron Rodgers is faster, got a quicker release, got a stronger arm, everything. That's not taking away from him. Right. I'm just saying that's why I say well, the Jeter well, thing. Well that's, well, that's why I said I like right. the system because even, yes, right. You know, even with um, Garoppolo, even, Ryan Mallett, they want to. No, but what I'm saying is this: what you got to realize it's the system because, like, you know, you got when Bill Belichick. Got rid of Randy Moore, so I'm like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. This is crazy. But they end up still going yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're amazing. So back to the back to the system, you have Belichick, and what happens? The offensive coordinator is supposed to go to Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, called they Tom Brady needs these people around him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it isn't like just Tom Brady. I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent I even think. Wentz is right behind Rodgers almost as far as athletics. You tell him. You don't have to tell him. I'm with you. you Don't worry. I'm with you. Don't worry. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to put him in Aaron Rodgers. Right. But he's he's up and coming. It's sad that he got hurt. Yeah. But that's back to the Spurs and back to the Patriots. Just the system and being organized and having the right pieces around you because football is the biggest team sport there is. Yeah. Are you a Duke basketball fan? No. Okay, are you no. an Alabama football fan? Sometimes. The only reason I was going to ask is I thought you would They're go like that. I thought you were going to go Popovich, it's, Belichick, it's harmony within the system and, and how well, the organizations run. Yeah, I, well, it is. You know, 
Uh, it's a little too too much for college. For yeah, me. college. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say college. Yeah, that doesn't fly up here yeah, in the yeah, New York City area. Cam was playing no, college. No, don't, no, I went to college. Uh, yeah, I know. But the point is, I'm, it isn't about not liking college. We're I'm just, just saying, not diehards. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna go like. I'm not tuning, you're not tuning a game on Thursday yeah, night college not, basketball, are you? You're watching March Madness. Exactly. Right, but I don't watch until we get to this time of the year. Because especially with college basketball, you can't really get too familiar because the good players are only going right. to be safe for one year and right. then they're leaving. It isn't like when Grant Hill was there for four oh. years or uh, – Jason Williams yeah, was there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got these players who went for at least two years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Awesome. Cam, let, me, let me ask you guys a question. Ask us oh, anything you want. Come on. So how do you guys feel about this NCAA uh, situation? So what's really funny is right. when Louisville was doing all this stuff, right. I was working in Louisville. Wow. I was a reporter. Right. So when I hear people say, what are these reporters they don't even know? Right. No one had any idea. Right. I'm a firm believer that the NCAA is complete dog shit. They right. need to pay these guys anyway. Right. I would like the entire system to come down. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the commissioner, Mark Emmert, can say, oh, there's a problem, and they can fire coaches because they didn't know what was going on, right. but the head of the NCAA doesn't get in trouble when he doesn't know what's going on. So that doesn't make any sense right. to me. Right. And the other thing that I'll say is um, just – I, I can't support capitalizing on these kids for this right. long, for this much money. It's right. got to come down. They've got to come up with a new system. Right. And I, in terms of Rick Pitino, right. I think he ran it like the Goodfellas. Right. I think he legitimately went to his coaches and said, don't tell me what you're doing. Right. I legitimately believe he doesn't know because right. he wanted plausible deniability. Right. But I just I think the whole thing's a sham. Right. What do you think, Sims? You actually play in the NCAA. Cheating's going on at every school, mm-hmm. so it's bull crap to even try to think it. And then there's nobody more corrupt than the NCAA. I mean, there's just nobody. Whether you go into football and there are people who are taking money for certain bowl games and the way it is, I just, yes, I have an issue with all of it. I have an issue. The system needs to be changed. I mean, there's just so many... Yeah, hypocrisies within their rule. I mean, I he's that, right. The, the greatest example is to say the coaches lost institutional control. Right. Yet Mark Emmert's supposed to be in control of the coaches, and seems like he loses institutional control all the yearly time. all right. the time. So, right. but why doesn't he get blamed for it? I don't know. It's, it's I think, fucked I up, think but the, they find the issue something. is this. Right basketball and football need to become their own things because what the NCAA always says to us is well if you're going to play football are you going to pay gymnastics are you going to pay like women's baseball or softball and I just we're not talking about that none of those make money but but football that's where they lose the conversation you're right like Texas at the University of Texas the football team pays for all the other sports all of them (laughs) they don't exist without the making the money that's made through football so there you have that just shows you like the University of Texas makes over a hundred million million dollars a year and yeah guys they do their best within the rules to make sure they can buy groceries and things like that but right. still yeah it's like it's, my, it's not it's, no i went to college for for a semester and a half and it was they, a hell of a time it, it was a good time <laughs> but um i ended up being kicked out that's all another story but it's not easy for the average college athlete to get a dollar no if you have to go to school you have to work out twice a day then you have to make sure that you're in the cafeteria to have a meal right you know you can't you know um you can't even sell your autograph you can't sell your jersey i don't feel i need to know why they need to monetize every single second of these guys life outside of basketball yeah you know but i can't think of that player's name that was from ohio state who sold their jerseys and they got oh, fired. Oh, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, yeah, and the coaches got fired. Yeah, you, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just don't think it's fair. 
My my only question is, and it's not nothing bad, is just to figure out the system that we needs to be figured out. Right. Let's say a small school may not make as much as Texas. Yeah, right. right. So Texas makes a hundred million, whereas maybe St. John's makes twelve million. Yeah. So how do you figure out on how to pay the players? But I'm giving you guys a heads up. You didn't hear it from me, but you heard it from okay. me. Okay. The HBCs are on the way. Yeah. To stepping away from the NCAA for real and still be college basketball because you can still be a college without being in the NCAA sure, right. and figuring out how to pay these guys and this has been going on the last few months right. and what's going to eventually happen it may not be an overnight process but they're going to end up getting good players because what you got to realize is saying look if you're in high school you know you're going to the NBA uh, why not go to this HBC? Right, make a hundred fifty thousand this year, and then go to the NBA. Right, even like Brandon Jenner, and it's the way to stay in America. Also, yes. instead of going you know, to Italy for a, year, for a yeah. year and play right. anyway. Right. So, so you're telling me that a group of African Americans are going to come together and come up with a good idea that other people are going to steal later? Let, let no. Me, let me t- let me tell you. No. <laughs> Don't say no. Listen, when this comes out, it's on Bleacher Report first that I'm reporting hey. that the HBCs. Breaking news. Yeah, this is breaking news. They're getting together right now to get away out. Out of the NCAA and figure out a way to play players, to recruit high school players, to stay in America and play at their schools. And eventually they're going to get the sponsorship. Yeah. And they're going to get the ads. And they're going to get the great kids that go into the Dukes and North Carolinas and the Kansases and all these other schools. The thing that excites me, what you're saying, Mm -hmm. is... The, the thing that you always hear from people that are supporting the NCA is, well, then what's your idea? Right. And the fact that anyone's going to come up with an idea, mm-hmm. it's just a starting point. Right. Instead of being like, well, I don't want to spend time doing that. Right. That's exciting. Cam, breaking news. Yeah, yeah breaking man. news. Appreciate you, man. Cam, no come back, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank like, you guys for having me, man. Yeah, I appreciate right. it. Thanks right. for having me. Camera, what, uh, I know you, you got a show tonight, BB Kings. No, it's actually canceled. Okay, we it's canceled. It. Yep, but. Uh, yeah, what, what do you want to promote? Anything? Uh. Just go get the program that's out right now. Album, uh, the program. Uh, the movie Honor Up that I'm in, executive produced by Dame Dash, that came out last week. It's on demand. It's nice. on, every, on uh, Hulu, Amazon, everything you can watch on your phone or your tablet or your computer. Yeah, millennials. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, go on the Dipset tour, June 2nd to August 2nd. Ooh, damn. This summer. Uh, the movie Is It a Crime that me and my partner... Uh, Dario Rodriguez wrote, look out for that. So and you're kind of being lazy these days, huh? Shit, yeah, man. You're doing so much I know, stuff. I don't, I don't really have nothing to do, man. Yeah. So I might be coming you, to one of those Dipset shows. Please do. I'm Please actually going to reach out to Please you, too. Do. Yeah, so, got well, make my wife. She could be like one of the booty shakers on the stage or something. <laughs> nah, anytime make you Make her earn her come, tickets. I'm not going to get into that. That's up to you, <laughs> I'm man. I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> we need to bring Big Fucker, Big Phil. <laughs> big Fucker. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah, know how to act. Bring Phil, man. Tell him I'm fair. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate you, man.